It's the Who's Your Sophisticated Show Question all the things that you know Steve likes the weed Steve likes the weed Talk about DMT The DMT Who's Your Sophisticated Show The Who's Your Sophisticated Show for her life and seeing her we were her only advocates and I feel so much better knowing that I am exhausting all efforts hey guys welcome to the uh, Missouri cannabis podcast I'm here with a pretty new but pretty good friend of mine I feel yeah. like we're kindred spirits yeah I, um, I definitely think I so feel like uh, you know from the minute we kind of made contact I was like I kind of like this dude um, hearing your story has really touched my fucking soul, man. Uh, you know, for people who don't know, uh, I met John because of Sweet Leaf Emporium, and they got me in contact with you because you have a three-year-old little girl named Aubrey who has medulloblastoma, and we're trying to end the stigma with cannabis so we can improve people's lives and save people's lives. Um, so I just want to say, first and foremost, thank you so much for joining me, man. Uh, thank you for your willingness to get this out there because I think you've seen from the little time you've been around this community that when it when shit hits the fan they got your back definitely there's no question about that at all yeah and it's been a beautiful thing for you because you're fairly new to this don't let me tell you whole story um, take me back as far as you want to go so in November of 2018 my daughter started having symptoms of um, just headaches holding her ears we thought it was just typical sickness honestly yeah. so for us we basically took her to the local urgent care and said hey we need to check her out see what's going on we want to make sure that that she's okay um, that was that was a starting point so they diagnosed us with um, just a normal head cold gave us antibiotics said it will be over it in a week the week went by things were getting harder worse she wasn't eating more was sleeping more and we took her back to the urgent care. They said, well, we think she caught a stomach bug. Again, we knew something was wrong as parents. I think that you can testify that you know when something's wrong mm -hmm. with a child. So we, we just kept fighting and said, we, we have to figure it out. So we called our local pediatrician. And she said, um, I want to send you up to Children's for more testing. So when we got there. They Where are you from? We're from Farmington, Farmington. down in Farmington. Okay. Um, the local hospital, local pediatricians, they said, we're, we're going to send you there. So we, we went to Children's in St. Louis, and when we got there, they said, uh, we think she's dehydrated, we're gonna send you home. My wife's like, not a chance. We know there's something wrong. No kid sleeps this much, has lost this much weight. From dehydration. From dehydration. So uh, through that, we did an MRI, came back. Uh, I'm sitting at the house thinking it was no big deal. They said it was dehydration. So time goes on, I call my wife, no answer. I'm starting to get worried. I'm calling again and calling again, and finally a doctor pick up, picks up the phone and says, um, is this Aubrey's father? 
I was like, absolutely, what's going on? Uh, my wife's pregnant up there, nervous as can be. He said, your wife's really upset. How soon can you get here? So instantly in my mind, I, I know something's going on. I said, I, you have to tell a me. doctor called you from your wife's phone. Exactly. Um, I said, what, what's going on? You can't send me an hour and a half drive blind. He said, um, you know, ask for a birth date, all the things that you have to tell him. Uh, he said, your daughter has a brain tumor by the location, the size. Uh, we think it's uh, cancerous. We can't guarantee that until we do a biopsy. So all this is running through my mind. I remember literally just... Do you know what a biopsy or even any of that? Because what a biopsy, they just cut out a little piece of it? Yeah, yeah. But it's in your brain. Isn't that pretty major to even get a little piece of it, I would imagine? Or how did, how did that... So what transpired next? Basically, we show up. Everything's a million miles an hour whenever yeah. we find these things out. People don't realize you don't even get time to think. That, that's, yeah, that's... 24 hours went by, and it was time for surgery. 48 hours... And they were the doctors just said this is the way to go. This yeah, is. you you have to do the surgery. If another month goes by, your child will not be with us possibly. And they wanted to get her in immediately. Autom automatically, we're ready to go. So you had no time to really research anything. You or didn't have any like, choices. Um, they just tell you what your choices are. Really, that's kind of. I mean, I don't want to say that sounds nefarious, and I'm sure their hearts are in the right place, but. It seems a little crazy with the advancements of, of science. We're finding out that there's other ways to attack cancer cells yeah. without cutting cutting them out immediately on a yeah. little kid. All right, so they tell you that. So next goes the 11-hour brain surgery. She's in for 11 oh, hours. God. They remove a tumor the size of a tennis ball from the back of her brain stem. Um, after that, again, it's another time warp. We're just in the hospital teaching her how to talk again, teaching her how to walk. The things that we take for granted every single day that are so huge, just when your child talks for the first time, when your kid walks for the first time, all those things when you have one child, the next one, it just gets more normal and more normal. We had to teach her those things again. I remember crying our eyes out so many times just hearing her talk for the first time and seeing her walk for the first time. I mean, I smile thinking about it because it was such an accomplishment. And um, so after that, that time goes by and you're just not prepared. You don't know what to think. And they say chemotherapy is the only option. Um, really, that's in several, several years, that's all they've came up with is still the same old chemo radiation treatment. So, of course, we, we follow along. And as we're going, I start thinking, what are the other options? What are ways that we can do this without harming our child? And that's where we started doing more studies and more research. And we ended up uh, hearing about RSO. So through that, I just kept reading, but nothing was available at, at that time. No. You couldn't even get a patient license. Uh, when we asked our doctors, our first doctor basically wrote us off with it. She said, there's no chance, there's no studies on it. You don't know what you're doing. What would the long-term term effects be? So the first thing we did, we said, we're, we're not on the same page. If you can't have an open mind for our child that's fighting for her life, if you can't even tell us that it's an option, that it's okay or give me reasoning behind it other than there's no studies, then we don't want you. That's a pretty terrible reason. Uh, I mean, it reminds me of Colton Turner where he says, I'd rather be illegally healed than legally dead, you know, like illegally alive rather than legally yeah. dead. Because I know the doctor's hands are tied at a certain point, but they've taken an oath to help everyone they can. And, and we need to get stories like this out there because... Did you feel like there was a lack of 
uh, a support system or, or a community that you could fall into immediately as far as where to get this information and stuff? Like, what was your route? I think originally, yeah. You can look online, but it was all California, Colorado. Yeah. For our state at the at that time, there wasn't a lot of resources. There wasn't even people that you could reach out to because it was almost like unwritten that pediatric patients don't get that yeah. the studies because they're they're wondering what happens in 20 years. Well, the way I look at it is in 20 years, I've given my child morphine, any opioids, um, chemotherapy bone marrow transplants, all these things that absolutely have side effects in yeah. 20 years. They just don't know about weed. Exactly. They're worried about not knowing what it might do to you. Right. Cannabis. The worst that they could tell us is that our IQ might be a little bit shy. So with that, there's there's not even studies to prove that. There's nothing that yeah. backs that at this point. Um, we're totally willing to because the only things that we have seen since starting this treatment with her is an increase in appetite a better attitude um yeah tell me about that tell me about tell me more about how how the treatment has been having these positive effects it's been huge it's been life-changing and maybe some negative too get real with me you know yeah so the, the only negative was the first time that we gave it to her was we weren't ready for the side of her to be really medicated yeah it's not even scary as someone who's consumed cannabis myself, I knew that you go to sleep and you feel better. Sure. It's not a big deal. But when it's your kid, yeah, it is a scary yeah. process. It yeah. was a scary process when we gave her chemo. It was a scary process yeah, yeah. through the whole thing. Anytime there was a surgery, we questioned it. No doubt. As parents who care, we wanted to follow the laws. We wanted to... I mean, keeping your baby asleep for 11 hours so they can yeah. do surgery is unbelievable. Yeah. So she was two when she got the two surgery? Two when she was diagnosed. When did she get the surgery? And uh, a few days after November 20, I oh. think it was 26th. Okay, and then you had to reteach her everything. Everything. Literally, she couldn't talk, couldn't walk. We had to feed her. Uh, it was basically restarting her life at two years old. Wow. And now with the cannabis oil, you're seeing her appetite come back. Her how's how's like the personality of like you know like you're worried about your kid being too stoned. Like that's the worst thing that's gonna happen. How has it been, you know, just around the house and stuff? It's, it's not the worst thing that happened. Once we realized how beneficial this would be, it was huge for us to understand that her attitude is way better. We can take her to the hospital without her being anxious, anxious before she goes. Yeah. We can take her to a restaurant, and instead of just wanting one thing, she wants everything. Um, we sit at the house, and we can't feed her enough food, honestly. Yeah. She'll eat until she's overindulged. And uh, you said she was really lightweight at one point yes at three years old she weighed 19 pounds stories like yours honestly inspire me so hard to love my kids as hard as i fucking can yeah. not that i necessarily needed you know someone to show me that the love the love that you have for your family and your children because you said something to me that you'd live in a fucking tent on the side of the road if it meant you could save your kid and do everything, because right now, federally, we're all still criminals, man. Absolutely. They could come into this whole place and shut every fucking thing down they want. And like you're saying, with pediatric patients, they're like, well, we don't know, we don't know. Well, that's horse shit. It's time to save kids' lives, because a lot of times, when you're going through chemo, what, I, what I've seen and been in the community for a lot of times is, you're, you're down in the dumps kind of because you're not eating and yeah. then everything feels bad. And if we can just give a quality of life 
back to people like that's the fucking worst thing this plant does it's fucking ludicrous man i you you hit the nail on the head when you say that i wouldn't just do that for my kid at this point knowing what my family has been through seeing what my daughter has been through i would do that for any child there's no question in my mind yep. I would give my life today for someone's tomorrow. Yep. Knowing what they have to give, watching my daughter fight for her life, and seeing her, we were her only advocates. And I feel so much better knowing that I am exhausting all efforts, that it is an option that this could cure her cancer, give her a better quality of life. The understatement of anyone would be to say that I don't know the studies. Anyone who is an advocate for their child and has seen the homegrown studies, the realistic approach to things, the way they do it, the same way they do with chemotherapy. If there's a clinical trial, they just give it to them and find out what happens. People have done that with cannabis for several years. Why wait? I would tell anyone as a parent, if you're going through what I am, don't wait. If we would have possibly started this during her first round of chemotherapy, hindsight's always 20-20. Yeah. But we can look back and say, what if? Yeah. We, if we would have started this and it worked, we wouldn't be having this conversation of what if right now. And we need, the doctors here are starting to figure it out that we we need to research this hard. And they're starting to get information from people like you saying, how is it working? How is it, you know, I got into the game because a, a fucking beautiful 19-year-old man was, you know, boy turning to a man. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. And he started to wither away with cancer. And I was like, oh, we can get to the oil. Let's get to the oil. And I, I found the study. And I was like, come on, come on. And it wasn't even like on the menu, in the doctor's fucking toolkit yeah. to say, oh, yeah, we're going to blast it and cut it and burn it. But we're also going to treat it with this natural thing that we can break down. It's not smoking. Yeah. It's not smoking a dube. It's not, uh, you know, hit the bong. It's not even eating edibles. It's concentrated medicinal oil yeah. that people aren't going out and being like squirt a little bit be like cool following fish around for the n granted there's probably a few of those people around there and that's fine <laughs> that's fine i still love you people too but we're learning that it's a medicine and then they're leaving you out on an island as well because they're not telling you what terps what uh, different strains might work better yeah. what breaks the blood brain barrier because that's one thing about uh cannabis too is that it breaks the blood brain barrier and it's so hard to get to brain Absolutely. cancers because of this barrier. And when you got your endocannabinoid system, which they're not even teaching in most med schools. Absolutely. Uh, uh, Mimi Vo said 80% of the studies on PubMed or PubJournal.med have been done in the last three years on, on the endocannabinoid system. Like, what? Like, yes. what are we? What are we doing? Because. Well, they, they don't get to see Aubrey. They don't get to see. They don't. They don't. They put themselves out of that pain of what it's like to the eleven hours while your baby's in surgery. Okay, well, that's that's the eternal eleven hours. Oh, absolutely. You sit there the whole time, wondering what's going on. You aged probably twenty years in a matter of eleven hours. Yeah, they dude. told us that she might not make it out of that surgery. So the whole time you're just waiting on that phone call for an update. Each each hour, every two hours, the time goes on. You're just sitting there thinking, what can I do to make this never happen again? What do we have to do as parents? What do we have to do as a community? What do we have to do as a nation, as a people, as a whole, to let people know that this is more important than just money? This is more important than just saying, hey, I have a medical card. This is people's lives that we're dealing with every day. 
we're so fortunate to have walked into a place and I said, where is the doctor that I can find that will give my daughter her medicine? And we are so lucky to find Dr. Judd that was able to do that for us. Um, so happy to have the people that are surrounding us now and helping us with information, getting Aubrey's story out there. It's huge. This is important to us. It's, it gives my daughter a purpose to go through what she's going through right now. Yeah, and well, you said something earlier that you guys were the only two advocates at first. Well, not not anymore, brother. We fucking got gotcha. you. I love you, man. Appreciate I love you. It. it fucking brought me to tears, you asshole. Like, <laughs> being the, the sole looking out, she reminds me of my little Ivan so much. And, and I mean, the empathy and the, uh, you know, I'm sure it's changed you. Absolutely. I'm sure this event has changed you as people put things into perspective. And, and the feeling that you have for other people, if we can just all collectively spread a little knowledge, a little, and, and lay off each other for the fucking stigmas. Yeah. Like, we're doing the best thing we can for our kids. You think I want this? Someone was accused earlier, which is a, a dude I went to fucking high school with, saying, you know, they brought Aiden's Alliance up, and they're like, well, who wants to see that? You know, no one wants to see that. I'm like, you know what, motherfucker? You're right. No one wants to see that. Absolutely. That's why we're here doing this. So we can get it to where it needs to go to the patients. Because, yeah. man, we're making lives better. We're saving lives. And, man, I appreciate you telling no, your story. We appreciate it. How do we uh, How do we get a hold of you? You guys got a Facebook thing? How do we let help me out? Yeah, so right now, Aubrey Strong on Facebook is the easiest way to get a hold of us. Uh, my name is John Matthews, Samantha Matthews is my wife. Feel free to send us a, a Facebook friend request, like the page, follow on there, comment, let us know that you support us, love us. And if you have any questions that we can answer, help you, we, we want to. We want to be able to help other families that are going through the things that we are that have questions. It doesn't have to be just a pediatric patient. It can be adults, parents, brothers, sisters. This happens to everyone. Um, and, and we're trying our best to make sure it doesn't have to anymore. And if it is, there is hope out there, I promise you. This was so much of a light at the end of the tunnel for us. We were so excited. I remember the first day we got our medical card. We were just almost jumping up and down because we knew how important and how amazing it is to have these availabilities and the people like you that are saying, we're now your family. We, we've never really had that. We've had support and love from our uh, community, which is amazing, but our community is only growing. We want to be be that same type of person. No matter what we go through, we understand that we're not the only ones in this world who have to face this. We're, we don't want people to face this alone. We want people to know that the stigma is gone. If you're if you still believe there's a stigma, you're behind the times. Being alone is tough too, and your little girl, you know, like you don't think she sometimes feels alone when it's that, and she's only got you two. Like, let's yeah. rally the fucking troops Absolutely. around each other so we can end the stigma. We can do it, brother. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. Now I, I got the real it. important questions, and I, I'm not gonna ask you the first important question because uh, I know you don't, you can't partake in the in the cannabis plant because. You know, why would employers want people to live adult lives where yeah. they could go? Well, won't get into that here. Um, second, most important question. What's the best animal? And justify your answer. The best animal. Don't repeat the question so you can have more time. Just what's, what's the best animal and why? Elephants. Why? The smarts that they have, the power that they possess. Wow, that's a really that's a pretty good answer. It's wrong. It's the wrong answer because it's Peregrine Falcon. <laughs> John, thanks for joining us. Hey, I was gonna say Battlehawk. Was, oh, was it. Caw -caw! 
we yeah. got it, brother. I'll shake your hand one more time. And that's it. we're signing off here in Radio Land. No, I'm joking. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll cut all that shit. No, I'm good. I'm good. Dude, yours, that was awesome, man. Oh, my. Hello, how are you? Good morning. Good day, everyone. I'm glad. I hope you enjoyed the videos. We were here on time. <laughs> I was here on time for Ish. Everyone yeah. knows it. We're all good. It's all good. Uh, we're Dynamos, so now we're going to hit you with a song. Hope you guys enjoy it. This is kind of leading into what we're going to talk about uh, in the second, third hours, maybe. Oh, beautiful. <laughs>
sophisticated Hoosiers. It is the Wednesday edition of the Hoosier Sophisticated Morning Show, December 30th, 2020, the year of our Lord. We are, ooh, nice. Nice little donk kick, bro. Nice little donk kick. Not bad. Um, well, you had a, we had a nice little conversation with John Matthews, and it was awesome seeing you guys. That one got you, huh? That one got you, eh? That one got so you, Bruce. Got you. Hey, hey, brood, tits on, brood. <laughs> Wicked mean, kick that, brood. Uh, good morning, everyone. Good morning, good morning. Uh, what do we got here from Douglas Henderson? Each frog has a single mouth. He has two eyes and four legs. Ding dong, ding dong. Count them with me during time of peace. Frogs do not drink. During time of peace. Sounds pretty good. Frogs do not drink. The good smooth, dog. sexy, sultry voices of the Hoosiers in the morning. Nothing better. Oi, oi, oi. Nothing better. A song this early. Shit just dropped my drawers already. Cacao. Good morning, guys. Disgusting. Good morning. Bobby's a legend. Straight up goat. Uh, oh, Bobby is a legend. Bobby's been hiding. <laughs> Bobby's been <laughs> hiding since the Battlehawks went away, dude. And we're just going to have to man. dig him up, man. Dig him up. You know, dude. dude I mean, hell. Hey, Battlehawks coming back, dude. You I don't have to worry about it, man. Good song. Thanks, Zach. Appreciate you. Oh, Appreciate you, Pat. Stop I think it, it was that's on this one stupid. here. Shut nope. up. That's all good. That's not We're not that good, guys. Yeah. Well, we're not. But that's okay. <laughs> no, we're not. No, that's fine. No, we're not. Guys, uh, welcome to the Hoosier Sophisticate Show. We have a new segment for you coming up in the third Dude, hour. I am so I'm juiced. fucking juiced about I'm, this. I gave you, we gave you a small taste on Monday. If you, <coughs> if you joined the show on Monday and you got to see what we were doing on Monday, then you know. <laughs> you already know, okay? I've actually been... Uh, um, uh, witness to uh, yeah. witness 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 witness, witness, witness. To, uh you blokes no they're not no. blokes no what do they call each other kiwis kiwis yeah. they call each other they call bruce. 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 <laughs> anyway i've been witness to you two uh having some fun back and forth Makate is a guy with a boundless uh he's a dynamo too boundless potential and 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 he's talent talent he's i i guess i would call him the front man uh for the band uh mad hallelujah tribe and this is the dude that's living that instagram life that you got to be careful not to get too caught up in the problem is is that you know that his is actually genuine and it's not just for like you know influencing purposes or he's playing uh music barefoot talking in, about eagles soaring he and means fuck it. it. Yeah. He gets and, it. And the winds of of song drifting over his ears. <laughs> the guy is a poet. He is, he is. Uh, in tune with nature. He's uh, one of the most dynamic people. He is incredibly dynamic. Uh, 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 a true son of St. Louis, he's although he's since, since moved away. He went to Illinois, though. He fucking did? <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. God, I'm Jesus. Sorry. You don't <laughs> tell me that before I fucking say that? <laughs> Fuck. Better I'm sorry. Be a Jayhawk, I know, I know, I know. Better yeah. be, seriously, if you're a Jayhawk fan, punch yeah, yourself fuck up, fuck in up. the head. 
until yeah. your fucking head yeah. breaks. Because I care about that shit. I do. I do. I fucking absolutely do. The Jayhawks are terrorists. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Clear your fucking schedule. Let me tell you why. If we're changing the Cleveland Indians name, we're changing the fucking Kansas Jayhawks name. Thank you. They're named after a goddamn terrorist group. Thank you. Finally, someone with the Jayhawks. You know what? Honestly, we should probably burn Lawrence again. Are you doing Felt a you doing a Paul time. Riser burn Lawrence thing? Maybe we should burn Lawrence again. That's all I'm saying. The terrorists. world was a better spot then. <laughs> make America great again. Yeah, burn Lawrence down again. Make America great again. Burn Lawrence to the ground. <laughs> cool. That's too much to ask. Are we ever going to beat them in basketball? Who cares? Who cares about the sport in general? <laughs> hey, we're today on the show, we're going to talk about whether or not St. Louis can support an NBA basketball team. <laughs> uh, somebody brought that up. And I, I know you can't stand it in there. Well, no, dude, that's that's crunch time. They go to that. Crunch time goes to that once a month. What, NBA? If, if, if St. Louis can support, literally that, that question, no. 100 million percent. And somebody was... <laughs> Somebody was talking about uh, how, you know, they don't know what to do. Like, they don't know how to masturbate if crunch time isn't on. And <laughs> he's one of my favorite humans. Said it. And I was like, yeah, Joe Therina. Uh, and, uh, and I said, uh, I hate to use his government name, but <clears throat> I said something similar because I haven't. I haven't been properly able to masturbated. I haven't been able to finish without somebody breaking down the subtle nuances of the Melville Panthers uh, field hockey. Schedule. Well, they're part of the, the changing station coaching tree. hundred million percent. <laughs> I, w- I fucking, I, I tune into them because I love them. <laughs> That's the sports director from the old changing station. God, was he the best or what? He was, dude, he fired me up. He's Joe got, Hamilton fired he's got me a blowjob story. That'll kill you dead. You told me you got to hear it from the fucking mouth of the babes. It's fucking, Oh my God. <laughs> Tell it. I can't. That's Please. not my story to tell, but I, I will happily get that son of a bitch on as a guest to tell that story. Um, he was amazing when we did the the last show on the radio that we did at the radio station, sports station. We started talking about psychedelics and weed, and they're like, hey, bu- uh, hey Buds, why don't you guys try sports one time? And we're like, you want, you want fucking sports? We'll give you sports. I read the schedule. <laughs> And I get about we almost fucking backed our way into a, a, a job, giant, yeah, a real a radio a real job. job, a real job. Which looking back, eh, maybe eh, I don't know. Um, so we're on at eleven o'clock on Friday nights, and I start going in. I'm in the really game. a choice. I, I kind Good of choices. I. Well, we still have a show on Monday night, yeah, but I would almost go directly from this show to a radio show to have that fucking eleven to one. Slot and get Weird. all those pizza guys and the weirdo truckers driving through. Like those are we had people. some great call-ins. Great people call-ins. fucking talking about healing oils I left, and. I left my uh, radio dial on this earlier today. What the hell am I listening? What am to? I listening to? Are you guys talking about hallucinogens? That's weird. Yeah, man. Uh, but cool. You guys are super. Hey, guys, you guys are super cool. Just wanted to call and tell you we got so many calls this like that. Great. It was nuts. People were greatest. like, Steve, you're the coolest, man. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> and that's when Steve stopped masturbating. Uh, <laughs> when those when those calls that. stopped, I was at game ten and uh, old Joey Joey Pipes. I was like, man, we got a day game, a businessman special at eleven on a Tuesday, and he's like, I hate, dude. I he hate with the fire of a thousand suns hated a businessman, <laughs> which is so ironic because the only yeah, people okay, that okay, should not go. like a businessman special are people that can't yeah he necessarily can go to all of them. He can go to all of them. watch the game. 
So, uh, but I love a businessman special myself. I yeah, don't. why not? Uh, hello, Baymudo six thirty. That's all you have to do is stop masturbating, Douglas. Relax, okay. You guys are super cool. I'm gonna. This is how I imagine Kush Coach. This is, how, this is how Kush Coach wrote that. You guys are super cool. Uh, hey dudes, I already smoked too many weed drugs. Went straight to my. Brain. I had the weed drugs. Uh, <laughs> pretty good. Pretty cool. Are you kidding me? I love Kush Coach. I love this guy yeah, so much. He's somewhere around here. I love this he's guy. Somewhere around here. There he is. He's over there on my my computer. Oh, uh, hey, ladies and gentlemen, pull back. You got a little shot. There you go. Uh, hey guys, uh, I was just hoping you'd step into my grow shop, and uh, I'll teach you how to grow plants, man. I mean, I think that everybody can do it, and I think that everybody should do it, and. Uh, uh, everybody that buys a, f- a bag of fertilizer gets to uh, get a, a, a framed 5x7 uh, of my bean bag. And also, I think, uh, I wish that they grew men like Steve in Colorado because then he and I could uh, run off uh, together into some... <laughs> we can. We still can. Oh, Kush Coach, we oh he said can. we're missing a list. <laughs> and a list. I'm the Kush Coach. I'm the Kush Coach. <laughs> <laughs> I love him. I do too. He's pretty great. I love. I him. always love that when you're doing a little uh, view of your garden, <clears throat> uh, you're asking for advice, and just the nature of the delay. Like you're like, oh, I mean, I don't know, right, guys. I'm asking. Ah, fuck it. If you don't have, and then like he's got like well detailed plans out of what he's like. Uh, mate, you're watering a little bit too fast, and that in the meantime, you're fucking dumping a fucking bucket I of was water. Pumping yeah. my pumps yes. right yes. here. I had it going, man. That's one of my favorite things going. I know. I got no patience. I got no time. Kush coach, you need to start saying the stuff before I even know what's going on. Uh, yeah. Free, Free tea, tea bags, bags for, for everyone. everyone. Only for the dads. Only for the dads. Only for the fucking Only real for ones. The fucking dads. <laughs> do you ever do this? Like when you're when you're. Oh, you know to where get, the beach balls are. Ever, like when you're. I woman? think I saw it over that way. No, yeah. that's stupid. Yeah, do you that's ever? Weird, <laughs> what you're talking about? No, no. Like, See, he's like, I didn't flex my arms, but I gave people a shot of my strong little buttocks. <laughs> yeah, I go like this. Just clench show them each. Like, show them clench my hole. You're like, I'm clenching yeah. my holes. No, no. <laughs> you ever try to get your lady all riled up every walk, day, and you walk in the room, and you're like. Yeah, I and only like, I only rub baby oil she, on my arms. You know, <laughs> everything else is drier than. And the you butt, kind of give them a little just go, show. <laughs> yes, funny story in sixth, fifth grade. I was I was feeling myself pretty hard, right? And there was these twin gals, the Baker twins, and Michelle was a dimer. Gabby ended up being hotter, but Michelle was the dimer back in. That's Fred. how it goes. You gotta fuck. I try to tell my kids all the time: be nice to the ugly ones, bud. So They're gonna I'm, blossom. I went to. I saw Jenny Jones. I was always nice to everyone. Sure. Be, a because I thought Jesus was the shit, and I was like, yeah, I'm into oh, that. I'm fucking living. Yeah, the and, Jesus yeah. I, I, I like that. And B, yeah. I was like Jenny Jones. There's always like from freak to chic. The or show. Yeah, Jenny remember Jones? Jenny Jones? Yeah. They would always bring back. I do. Uh, a oh, person that's a call back. From yeah, the, yeah. They bring from the past. Bring, bring a, you know someone who's like the ugly duckling. I'm a sewer rat. And then you get up and you're like, God damn, what happened? No doubt. That shit stuck in my brain too. So I'm not gonna do that. But okay, so Gabby, me and Michelle Baker, right? We get we get to be partners in this little science experiment. I remember this like it was fucking yesterday. How embarrassing this shit was. So I'm I'm feeling myself. Feeling myself. Feeling myself. So I'm you know I'm kind of doing one of these, and we're reading our books. I'm reading my books. She's tell me you're fucking pushing your arm up. I'm doing fucking pushing your arm up. I'm doing one of these where I'm fucking. 
I kind of got my book. How right did here. you not have kids <laughs> at 14 years old, bud? Because that is a power move, my man. These these gals were onto it, though. I'm just gonna say the Baker Her twins. friends on the backside holding the mirror, just showing you pushing. She's <laughs> like compact mirror. She's like, like where'd you get a fucking mirror? Yeah. Oh, you bring a mirror to science. Daddy has a mirror, Miss yeah. Kremlmeyer. Um, so I go. <laughs> So I'm pushing this shit up, right? And I have never felt so fucking manly. Visceral and my man. I'm gonna fuck. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I don't know what I'm fucking is yet, but I'm doing I'm it. Close I'm doing right it. Now. If I push this bicep any further, I got it up. I'm going to soil myself. I'm kind of looking, you know, like looking down at my whole shit, seeing how good it looks, and then I give old Michelle Baker a fucking peek. You know, I'm like, hey, <laughs> she's laughing her ass off, and not like. Not like, hey, that's like this funny. isn't cute. Like, she's like, what the fuck? Dude, this guy's a dweeb. fucking loser. <laughs> what no. a fucking dweeb. Immediately, I was like, can we switch partners? Good for you, because fuck her exactly. for calling you out. You know, you're, just trying, out here, you're just trying to make her feel a little I'm better. I'm just trying what to an make asshole. you feel good about yeah, yourself. What an absolute asshole. I'm like, you're ugly. You're, you're, you're fucking... ugly anyway. I wouldn't want anything to do with Not you anyway. Not a fucking thing. No, I didn't say that. I, loved, I was still in love after that. It was just funny because, you know, you live and learn. You live and learn. Sometimes you live, and then you learn from those things. That Naturally. You sure. You live, and then you're learning you by got the a little living. living. You got a little learning, bud. You gonna, you gonna diagram it, guys? Uh, please uh, stay uh, tuned. As Steve, I think he's gonna break down living and learning. Is that what you're breaking down? Watch that poster there, pal. It's big money. Big money. All right. So here we go. You need, you need a hand. You want me to zoom in a little bit? Do we? No. All right. What so, do you, yeah, because I'm not 100 percent sure. What sometimes you okay. So to what we were talking about. Earlier, sure. Naturally. Sometimes you. Live. Okay, this is a guy, or maybe it's a girl. Yeah, it's a girl. Maybe it's a girl. Maybe it's uh, you know, maybe it's one of. The, maybe it's just living its life. You know, maybe she, he's living its life. Okay, alive. Okay, live, live. Now, this is dead. This is a dead person, right? Exercise the dead giveaway. Now this live live. No, no, this is not. This is not alive anymore. Are we getting this? We're good. I got. Are we you. getting this? Yep. Okay. So now living. what's that person that's living doing? Oh, that gal's got a nice dick on her. <laughs> I never even noticed that. Live. And what was the second part of this? Oh well, yeah, work. There it is. <laughs> So when you live, yep. sometimes, dude, you're drawing it just like it's in my brain. Sometimes as you're living, yep. you're also learning. Okay, which is also we can kind of do one of these. Um, oh, you're doing a book? Yeah, I was gonna do this. Is, that's great. This is these are words. These are words. This is a book that you're reading. Okay, and so, and you're learning. Okay. And as long as, as far as I remember, um, sometimes you live. Sometimes you learn. Sometimes you live and learn. It, it is. It's a. Uh, 
It's a greater than or equal to. It is. Or sometimes well, the, you've even, definitely made this mix. Sometimes even. Sometimes. Sometimes. Depending on. But the ratio to living and learning, the more live. Yeah, it's like the hot so, crazy matrix. So the more you live. The more you learn. So living is here. Yeah. Live is here. Learn. Yes. Is here. So you got yourself yes, a sir. little thing. Yep. So the more we you live. We are on live, the same page. The more you live, you're learning. It's kind of like a. Yep. You know, the more you're living, the more you're learning. Yeah, you I mean, because like, right here's a baby. You're not I mean, living. You're not idiot. living. A baby's a fucking you're not, idiot. They're, they're notoriously Babies are dumb. notoriously fucking they're stupid. They're notoriously dumb. And they got to learn. But you're living. But some people, they don't live or learn. So they stay right. They stay yep. stagnant. Stagnant. Yes. Okay. Uh -huh. So they're stagnant. And Naturally. sometimes, sometimes, like get closer over here. So sometimes when you got going like, you got like this this arc, arc, arcular. Okay. And then yeah. kind of like you got this other mess right here. Okay. And then right in this area you got a a, a line, but like it's got a weird thing at the end. <laughs> it dips down, living and learning. Naturally. Living and learning is like yeah. that, and then that kind of comes out. Naturally. But then like this is what every guy's dream is, right? This is this is the catch-all for living, living. Living, oh nice upside down writing. Well, living, done. okay, is right in this area here. Sure. Okay. Yeah. And like you have true. different paths to live and learn. Not you a have question. different roads to take, yeah, different no roads to travel. But this, this is where the living, learning, and guess what? This will blow your mind. Sometimes when you got this and you have this, when you have this, guess what? Guess what? You do one of these. You fucking laugh. <laughs> you do. You laugh, and if you get to this level, yep, back up to here, live sounds like love. God damn, you just made that make sense for me. Well, guys, uh, hopefully you've learned. If the more you live, the more you learn. The more you learn, the more you laugh. The more you live, learn, and laugh, the more you love. And if you're dead, you're a fucking idiot. You're an idiot baby. You're an idiot dumb baby who knows nothing. <laughs> Summed it up. We'll get rid of this. Yeah, we'll thanks, man. Thanks for clearing that up for me. I, something that I, uh, you know, <laughs> thought a lot something about. Something I've put a lot of thought into. So, you know. Okay. All right. Roy! <laughs> Uh, so oh, it was main wicked. I feel like we were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we were talking. We were introducing this idea of uh, our buddy. Um, yeah, got a little track. We uh, we got our, we get, you got a friend. You went to school with him. Uh, he was my friend before I, I found out friend. he was an Illini guy. I have a friend. Uh, but have we a are going to be uh, joined by uh, Makate Resh. Who is the front man of a great little? I truly do love their music. I like to call some of it medicine music. I think they make it with the intention of it being medicine for many people. Uh, mad Hallelujah medicine. Mad Hallelujah tribe. The guy has the coolest Instagram and Facebook feed going. It's all natural. He was working like with the parks department or something. We can get into it a little bit. We're going to talk to him about what he does. The guy's fascinating. He's he's uh, everything I hope I would be if I didn't have kids and uh, wasn't a weed head. Yeah, you're got to lay off. Man. Yeah, man, I gotta lay off the fucking junk. <laughs> the junk, uh, bud. The oh. junk. 
Okay. The junk. It's all the same. Weed, heroin, it's all the same. You didn't know that? Doper fiend? Yeah, I'm a doper fiend. <laughs> I knew it, dude. That's why I like it, though. Yeah, that's cool. All right, we, we're going to go to a break. I don't know. What time is it? Sure. Yeah, let's go to break. Right, 11. Just get back on track here. Um, guys, thank you so much for sticking with the oldest uh, running <laughs> uh, weed and psychedelic uh, internet part-time radio show that St. Louis and Missouri possibly the world's ever seen yep um we're trending in denmark right now that's a big it's a weird deal. thing i'm gonna blame that on that global guy global guys getting probably us, getting went to a denmark. uh probably went and um he's actually i think maybe out your way at the moment Kush, is he in colorado right now we're gonna talk to him or is he in montana the global guy no oh Makate. yeah yeah he's in montana montana sorry sorry Kush coach the that's, other be- the other beautiful probably, state that's, that's all the same, same right big old square that's fucking like block of land Oh, hey, uh, yeah, it's guys, we can just draw a square around all these Indians and kick them out. It's notoriously <laughs> shitty. It's notoriously shitty for sky looking, sky gazing, too. It's the worst. Notoriously, they, they ironically, it's like Greenland and Iceland. They ironically yep. call it big, big sky, sky country because you can't even see the sky. Yeah. You gotta get binoculars. You hope to see the sky. Where is it? Where the hell's the sky? Where that? Where's the sky? Um, welcome back to the number one rated um, show here in St. <laughs> in St. Louis. Yeah, Missouri, sure. the world. Who cares? I was going to say St. Louis, Missouri, the world. Um, yeah, whatever. Guys, you hear that? You, yeah, it's fucking rain. I'm over it. I hit, rain in December. It? Can they hear it? Can you guys hear that? Guys, welcome back to the Hoosier Sophisticate Show. We are live here at the Festus Sweetleaf Studios mm-hmm. doing our thing every mm-hmm. morning, except for yep. Mondays. Monday's nights are for the Hoosiers. M-A-F-T-H, MAFTA. Mondays right, are for pal. the Hoosiers. I think the Hoosier Sophisticate fans are the goddamn best fans in the business. I love you guys. You guys are fucking awesome. I think in terms of... Uh uh, demographics. <clears throat> we've 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 been a part of different radio show cultures, if you will. You know. Um, yeah. And um, it's very interesting to I see know. how clean of a split it is between female weird. and male followers. Weird. Uh, and actually, it's, oh, it's growing. One of the growing uh, <clears throat> direction. I like it. One of the fine women in our group uh, posted a meme about you know what it's like to be a mom on your regular timeline, and then what it's like to be a mom in the sophisticated Hoosiers timeline. Uh, and like one was like you know mom sharing recipes and shit, and then the other one was you know mom mom dressed up in the lingerie. Get oh my goodness, freaky. And uh, I felt like that was as good of a place to announce that we are bringing back Titty Tuesdays. Titty Tuesdays. Titty are Tuesdays back. was the jam, man. 
and that seemed like as good of a place to start as any. So moms, dump them out. Dump them. T- dump well, I'm them not going to say it. Hey, mom, dump your titties out. What? Dump them out. <laughs> My mom's in the group. Oh, your mom is How in the cool group. How cool was that? That was a good post. Thank you for really that. Cool. Thank you yeah, for I thought you might want to see that. Guys, Although, share it on Twitch well, before we'll, I get we'll into that. that. We'll just do that off air. What? I, I just had a question that I don't know why I never thought of it before. You want to ask me back here? Well, it, had, it just has to do with names. Uh, it just it's it's not important. Really? Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's about it's about your last name. We'll talk about later. Elgin. Yeah. Why am I a sloss? No, why is she not a sloss? Oh, that's fine. She don't like it. <laughs> she doesn't like the name. She doesn't like the name sloss. She's like, nah, I'm good on that. <laughs> good no, on I was that. I was laying there last night, and mm, I really was like, I thought it was really neat to see you going through the garden, and then like the first comment I saw was like, so proud, and I'm like, this is awesome because Steve always tells a story about how his mom said weed and heroin were the same, same thing. Same thing. And now that you're kind of an adult and you found this passion growing plants and you got all these people kind of uh, really taking, taking people along for the journey. Because uh, when it comes to watching people grow plants, you know, eh. I mean, I think it's actually like the punchline to a joke. Like, uh, I'd rather watch grass grow or something. You know what I mean? Like, but when it comes to somebody who's never done it before, <laughs> it's kind of fun. It feels like we're doing it together. Yeah. We, it feels like we're doing yeah. it together. Uh, and so anyway, the first, first, the first comment I saw was her saying so proud. And I was like, oh, that warmed my heart. And then I got to sitting there thinking. Was it sarcasm though? Was it sarcasm? You think she was like, so uh, proud. I read it both I ways. I read so it both good. ways. I read my it. son grows the best weed. I read it both ways. I don't uh, know that there's a wrong answer. <laughs> uh, and so, you know, um, you gross. Okay, uh, so <laughs> Talk yeah, about you, your face. So I get it. Uh, <laughs> Talk to your fucking wife, bro. Um, <laughs> you're married, dude. You're cheating on no, on I'm your wife not. just to prove a point to this guy. <laughs> I'll I, destroy my own. I'll life. fucking tear my life apart <laughs> to prove a point, bud. He would. Uh, <laughs> you totally Spiteful would, fucker. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I'll live alone <laughs> in sad, desperate isolation. Um, so, yeah, I was so, just yeah. lying there, and I saw a picture for a, a Danny, or Dan. And for some reason, I forgot what your stepbrother's last name was. So I was like, is Slouse. that? I was like, is that we used Steve's to call- stepbrother? And then I was like, no, that's not Steve's stepbrother, because then that makes him related to a different group of people. that He's not, not huh? related, but, like, connected – and it was just this whole thing. And then I was like, wait the fuck a second. Why didn't her name change? I know why Steve's didn't change. Well, so, let, me, let, me, anyway. let me let you in on It's really not. It's none of my business. It's none of their business. Oh, it don't matter. I love this story. I love my life. Um, here's the deal. I get to Christmas 04, 05 maybe. Mm-hmm. I show up to Christmas and they're like, Steve, don't be late. Okay, and I'm like, why? Why you said to me? At this point, I'm still. You Paul Reisered him. Why why are you doing that to me? (laughs) (laughs) So I definitely did. I I got a little Paul Reiser in me. I don't know. know (laughs) You got. I just got a little like a little nervous Jew in you. Like I just got just just a little Paul Reiser in me. Okay, I'm just letting a a little bit of him. I bet he was cut. And so, 
Um, they're like, don't be late, asshole. I'm like, I won't. Like, what's your deal? I don't get what the deal is. I don't know what this is. I'm still the black sheep. Let's put it that way. I'm still Naturally. the weed smoking, drug doing, sure. acid fiend. You know, he's addicted to mushrooms. <laughs> I don't think. I, he's smoking mushroom listen, acid. Listen, I've done <laughs> mushrooms a couple times. I don't know if I can get addicted to it. Like, I don't know. It'd be a challenge if someone's like, do it fucking a whole month. I'd be like, for real? Okay, I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll try anything once. I'll fucking Aubrey Markets myself into a month of mushrooms. Whatever, okay. Besides the point, I'm the black sheep at this point. I show up to Christmas blah, 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 15 minutes late. Okay, there. That's that's fine. Everyone's waiting well, notoriously 15 minutes late my whole life. So I'm 15 minutes late. I walk in the door. I come in. this i see a stranger sitting in the middle of everybody and my family's all surrounded okay so my family's surrounded there's a stranger lady like <clears throat> in her 60s you know little short-haired little lady you walked in and said who's this fucking broad i go oh, what if what's going on here this is a fucking intervention a weed intervention you think this lady's gonna get to me not not today not it was today, dr not, ruth not today not ever i'm like <laughs> where'd he go So I'm hiding. And they go, settle down. This isn't an intervention, idiot. Surprise. We're getting married. My mom and Randy. Okay. I'm like, pardon? <laughs> what? What's that? What's the good word? And meanwhile, the other family members there, my sister, her husband, they've all had a chance to kind of realize what was going on. <clears throat> so now I'm coming in like, mommy's getting married? Don't you fucking touch, touch my mom. I swear to God. Dad, dad I'll marry you. my mom. If dad calls you mom one time. <laughs> so I call. I get on the phone to my dad. And I go, dad, it's fucking going down. Dad. <laughs> fucking surprise wedding. And he's like. I need you to kick in the windows. He's like, yeah, okay. I'm living my best life right now, dad. I'm like, dad. Don't, this is serious, bud. This is fucking serious, bud. And I'm like, get, get over here now. So my dad comes over. He comes rushing in, and he's like, and my mom's like, oh my god, this is. I was, I've been trying to get my parents back together. I love the parent trap. So you did it. I'm getting, I'm getting them back together. You did it. He you saved, you saved it. He busted. You door. saved the marriage. And he's like, Randy, don't fucking do it, man. Save yourself. Run, Randy, run. <laughs> he's trying to get Randy, and Randy's like. <laughs> she wants to get married, so <laughs> I should probably get married. And my dad's like, Randy, you still got a little life in your eyes, bud. Still got, still got a little beat going on in here. Go run, run! Look at me. Look how happy I am. <laughs> and he smiled at him. And meanwhile, I'm just going. Uh, <laughs> mom and dad are getting back. <laughs> so the fucking priest lady starts looking at it's me. It's a priest lady. Yeah, well, that's really how you know their wedding. Their 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 marriage is not as thank null. Nolan Void can't still get married going by a lady. My mom still thinks she's going to hell for getting divorced. Yeah, well she church. is, and she, she is, doubled certainly. down on the bet by having a lady remarry her. Double down. What are you doing? Ladies are unclean in God's eyes. Everybody knows that. Constantine said it. Not in church. So then she's looking at me like. You're the fucking 
cause of all this? And I go, you're going to tear up two oh. marriages? And I'm like, oh, you don't think 14 other therapists have said that before you? You don't think I've done times before you? You're the first one to utter the fact that I'm the problem? Yeah, and she's like, well, you know, I'm just trying to bring these t- the union of two beautiful souls together. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm just trying to bring the two together. <laughs> and just start relentlessly mocking her. She leaves. <laughs> she ends up leaving. Oh. They call her back. Oh. They call her back in. Oh. She comes in, and uh-huh. I'm like, "So who's the fucking best man, Mom? Dan, She's Randy's like, son? I've been meaning to talk to you about that. We're having co-best. Man. Yeah, co-best. Here's what my mom would do. Also, she's like, "All right, guys, it's picture day. You and your stepbrother are gonna wear the same shirt, but in a different color." I was like, "I'll be buried in a shallow grave before you fucking put me in the same shirt as my stepbrother on picture day." I'll, you you didn't realize that she was actually, in the car she actually bought like a 4XL and you had to put your arm on one sleeve and Dan had to wear it. You guys wore the same fucking shirt. The <laughs> same exact shirt. <laughs> Mom traumatized me with that shit. Yeah. Mom's match. That's what they do. So ended up they ended up getting married. Okay. Randy, and then he's like, you gonna They seem to be I mean, you're take still my happily last name? married. You gonna take my last name? <laughs> And and she's like, no. And he's like, well, you still have like your husband's. Yeah, see, yeah. Now I would get. And and, you know. and she's like, yeah. Well, it sounds better. And he's like, well, you know, Bet- Betty Gallus. Oh, there goes all my fucking answers to all of my password things. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Um. So Gallus, and he's like, you could go back to that. And she's like, I'm an Elgin. I don't want my son just bastardized to, to be the only his name. Elgin. And I'm like, well, the dad still has it, and my sons will have it. And she's like, I know, fucking go along with it. <laughs> and Rand, here's Randy. When you, you know, he's like, that's why me and Randy have gotten along so well. It's like you got my, you got my fucking dad. Baby! He's like, yeah, I fucking know, bud. He's like. <laughs> no wonder you and I get along so well. Yeah, dude, we yeah, yeah, you can't get bugs, dude. And my mom is like, "Okay, new children, I'm gonna run every aspect of your life now." <laughs> guess what? You were ruleless heathens before, and now someone's gonna be asking you now where you're going. Now someone's putting you in matching clothes. Yeah, where are you going? Who are you going with? And what time are you gonna be home? And they're like. Went through the kick drum. Going straight through the kick drum. So they would get all mad and they're like, "Don't worry about where I'm going." And she'd be like, "Randy, do you hear the way they're talking to me right now?" And he'd be like, "Yeah, that's not good. Whether it's not good to <laughs> And she's like, "Are you gonna fucking do something? Because this is the reason I left the old old guy." Me- remember when you kept his name? Call him up. And then she'd be like, oh, I should have stayed with George. <clears throat> oh, I should have stayed with George. I feel like... I, I should have stayed with George. <laughs> and I'm like, that's fucking healthy. 
I really feel like I shouldn't have done this. I don't this know. I fucking, feel, that's a that's um, a whole deal unto itself right there. That's a whole I nother just, deal. I just really feel like uh, I don't know. I, I feel like I aired aired laundry there. It wasn't mine to air. I just I she was like name. I was lying in bed last night and I'm like, what the fuck like, is going on here? Oh Betty, oh Betty, <laughs> oh Betty Elgin. <laughs> Wait a second. Yeah, that, that's ex- pretty much how it went. <laughs> You're gross. You're gross. You are gross. <laughs> I get it though. Douglas Henderson. Yeah, I he's like he's, this he's, guy. He's, he's I like in. this. What's up, Doug? My wife didn't take my last name. What? Kush Coach. Yeah. Well, yeah. Hey, Sarah. Can I ask you a question, babe? When you betrothed, when you like uh, pledged your life and soul, eternal soul to me, uh, how come you didn't change your last name to Kush Coach? <laughs> well, there's already a Sarah Kush Coach. <laughs> I don't want to be, I don't want to be mixed up with her. Oh, I don't want to be mixed. Shit the bed, pal. <clears throat> you know, Steve. Mm-hmm. One thing when we started this whole thing, uh, we we felt like we were getting away with something on the radio, talking yeah. about weed a little bit. Then we went to the internet. And we're like, God, why do we fucking yeah, we talk doing? about weed? Yeah, why what do we, we do? That? No, I still like it a little bit. Oh, I guess that's me that just fucking <laughs> hates every second of it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I still kind of enjoy it. <laughs> um, so with that being said, we were like, Hey, let's talk about like weed and psychedelics, but also like let's let's get into you know. Like philosophy and some more sophisticated topics, and let's let's get deep, mm. you know. Let's get in there. Let's get elbow deep, you know. And move it around. And move it around, <laughs> kind of bore it out a little bit. <laughs> bore it out, <laughs> you know, like four 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 two. Four old mobile four four two. Man, that thing could eat. Dude, that thing would flat shit and give what. So the idea was we were going to have conversations, maybe just a little bit above. Maybe just a little bit better than than. (laughs) than, than these other topics that we were talking about. And we kind of got away from it because it's what the people want. Because honestly, we were just trying to cash checks on fucking patience. That was the deal. Like, let's fucking let's sell some fucking weed for people, man. (laughs) Give me the fucking money, pal. Um Boy, what a fucking lie that turned out to be. No, um, so we started talking. We were naive little guys. We just Our first thing help. was like, should we open a dispensary? Or should we, like, we'll have a, remember that? We were like, we're going to have a radio show because we can kind of see that weed's coming. Man. Oh, remember dude, if, if we like, would have invested coming. our life savings, which I still laugh when I utter the word savings, but if we would have invested sure. our life savings and, not got a license. and everything and then got Fucked raw like the way everybody that did by the state. I don't know that I could have taken it fucking lying down. I just don't know. Oh well, yeah, you that. already threatened to. Uh, oh, um, you did do that. What's um, uh, where you're gonna? Well, I just I just said around. what I would do, and that's why I don't put myself in those positions. That's all. Simple. Simple, Simple math. Do we need to diagram yeah, you why you don't put that <laughs> that type of situation? Uh, so well, a couple of things. First off, let's talk about weed before we don't talk about weed. Uh, Shemed Dogan, uh, representative from Baldwin, he introduced uh, legislation yesterday uh, uh, to for a rec bill that allows for licensing as if any other business. Right? This is a. Uh, uh, so uh, he introduced legislation, and it was going to like just offer licensing. 
uh, that would allow anybody, just like any other business license. You want to you sell weed? Yeah. You want to get in the weed game? Yes. You can do it, man. Okay, just cool. the same way another business license is. That's exactly what we're doing here. So we introduced this legislation, and I'm like, this is kind of what I'm talking about now. So I, and I asked people, hey, shoot some holes in this thing for me. I want to read the whole thing because his program still allows for a medical program to be in place, but I think it changes the language. It does. So here's the deal. If it takes away home grow, then I can't get behind it. No, exactly. But if it doesn't, then there isn't a measure even remotely close. I say uh, we up it to at least. Just keep my home grow. If you keep my home grow where it's at and you let everybody in Missouri play the game, rock and roll. Everybody can grow. If we have to put a limit on it, let's put a <coughs> limit at 50 plants. Okay. So 50 plants, every person legally above the At any stage, too. You get to yep. decide when you want to yep. fucking harvest them. Yep. 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 Yeah, yep. no yep. doubt. Yeah. If you can grow 50 plants, do it. And you can gift as much as you want. So it can be like, if I can gift tomatoes to my neighbor, if I can say, hey, man, I grew all these fucking extra tomatoes. <clears throat> do you want some? And he goes, man, those tomatoes look so good. There's nothing more I want to do than cut that in and put some salt on it and take a bite of your tomato. Yeah, maybe a little pepper and dill. Great. Yeah. That's that, the dress with tomatoes. Mm-hmm. That should be the exact same thing. And I know mm-hmm. well, everybody always kind of uses tomatoes to weed, but whatever. No, they look Anything that you can grow, <coughs> you should be able to gift to your neighbor. I would think so. You know, like that's a, I talked about it before, the Ricky Williams article I read in uh, Sports Illustrated fucking 15 years ago whenever he quit the league. He said he gave somebody a ride on their bike and they gave him a fat sack of weed like as a thank you. And I was like, ah, that's the world. That's the world I'm living in. Well, that's, and that's the, the world. That's, that's the, the world. <clears throat> that's the world that the cannabis community has always lived in. Yep. You need a nug, dude? Yeah. I'll on. get you through. There you tonight. go. There you go. I'll yeah. get you through the night. I know it comes back. <laughs> yeah. I know it comes back. Your guy, like he'd be like, hey, take one of these for, to, for yeah. the road. Yeah. You know, like that. that's how it goes. Let that guy open a shop, please. Yeah. Please. And actually, the, the the few guys that I know that were help keeping the the black market alive uh, back in the day, help getting medicine to patients, as teenagers were some of the most enterprising, one million fucking percent great uh, businessmen. Uh, uh, businessmen. Yep, and women. And women. Yeah. So uh, Shamed Dogan, uh, who's a Republican uh, uh, legislator from Baldwin. Uh, introduced a full-on rec bill uh, that allows for everybody to get into the business. I believe it it changes uh, the taxing to like four percent. It puts it, it basically treats it just like alcohol. It's regulated and taxed just like alcohol. Perfect. Great. Perfect. Great. You always want to make that fucking stupid comparison <laughs> between weed and alcohol. Perfect. Fucking great. Uh, there's already people kind of in in. Uh, uh, you know, in place uh, to put these things. I don't want DHSS in charge of this program. I don't want, uh, and, nope. and, and and here's the deal. This is something that I said. Uh, you I know, everyone, everyone was like, if you guys want to fix oh! the... Good job, buddy. Over the top, bro. What? Thank you. 
I don't know, my thumb always ends up in there. You know? <laughs> that looks fucking gross. Nobody can see it. <clears throat> oh, Jesus, that's where Makate's at? Oh, my criminy. God, he's such an asshole. He's <laughs> such an asshole. Um, he's, he's a butthole. <clears throat> he's, a, he's a major. Oh, my God. We'll throw maybe, those Maybe up. we'll put those on. He sent them to our group. I'll, I'll handle that. I'll handle that Holy at the break. Holy crud. <clears throat> so... <clears throat> Uh, you know, I, uh, I got to, uh, it's ridiculous. I got to, you know, you for a treat. Sh- Shemed Dogan, I applaud you, sir, for trying to get out in front of that's right. I believe it's, he introduced it yesterday. So the, the language should be out there. Okay. Um, just in the little, uh, Opening paragraph of the STL Today article, it did say that it keeps a medical program in place, but I think it does change some language. And again, um, if it takes away home growth, then it's out. It's not going to pass. I can't, nobody can rightfully get behind it, but God damn, why has it got to be one or the other? Why can't I just keep... I don't want... D- I Honestly, God, pull this fucking program away from DHSS. Yeah. Hand all the paperwork over to... Who, I don't want them in charge. They fucking, uh, you know, I had this problem with the cannabis community. They were like, well, if you guys want it to change and you want the program to run how we intended for it to run, then you need to vote for Nicole Galloway. I'm like, that's great. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Fine. What fuck, what's your backup plan? Because yeah. it ain't going to happen. Stop telling yourself fucking stupid stories and, and that's your plan? It's not a plan. That's not a plan. That's a fucking, that's a Hail Mary. Yeah. You know, it might hit. Doug Flutie Probably not. happens every once in a while. Every now and then it's going to hit. Not going to happen. <laughs> not going to happen this time. Uh, and and sure enough, you know, yeah. people had fucking hopes for like 11 seconds on fucking election night. It's like this. It's got you got to be better than that. Well, you got to stop putting so much. And, and this is ironic talking about a, uh, a, a legislature filed bill versus something that's drawn up by the people, which. You fuck uh, Missouri patients. You got to stop telling yourself this fucking was done by the people and the grassroots and all that. You were you were on board with something that fourteen people wrote to favor. Oh, Mitchum from Clover said it was a grassroots. Oh yeah. Well, and that's the he other thing. He's featured in an advocate series. Somebody fucking. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah. That's, Come on. It's the the biggest fart smelling situation of all time. The industry has created a magazine to sniff the farts of anybody who has the most money. If you have money, this magazine will sniff. <laughs> they will have full nose inside of Buttle. And I've worked with them before. I've done the, the, the award shows and shit. Mm-hmm. Like the naivete mm-hmm. that I lived in before I started working at Sweetleaf and figuring out, oh, fuck. I was one of the guys who's like, there's a new market coming to Missouri. But kind of in the back of my head, I'm like, no, this fucking weed's always been here. And that's where I got hopped up on the Immaculate Conception shit, which everyone says, Steve, settle down. That's a good thing. And I'm mm. like, is it that we have to make up rules based on a religious story mm. so we can claim to have cannabis brought in over our state lines? We're going to lie to ourselves, mm-hmm. guys? Mm-hmm. That's our plan? That ain't a fucking plan. That is a story you tell yourself so you can make things seem on the up and up or like you feel righteous or legal or mm-hmm. whatever bullshit you've done. 
And I know I was, I'm on it again yesterday. I went through a whole fucking series of, of, of the dude with robots. Um, I've read up a little bit on robots because anyone who's associated with Clover now, you're not a friend of the industry. You're not a friend of patients. You're not a friend of the industry. If you've aligned yourself with Clover brands, sorry. Like that's. Dude, that's I heard some. Okay. So, so first off, Clover has the fourth largest manufacturing kitchen in the country. Yeah. Already. It's like a 130,000 square foot facility with room to add on another so 90 what do in they case do? they Bring get robots into so, their facility? So it's a licensing deal. So somebody like, uh, they, I think they have three Keith. national brands. They have Keith, Wana, and, yes. and uh, robots. And I think Wana, like, they're, they're famously like uh, vegan. Fuck, gun, get what, the fuck out. Oh, whatever. It's fine. It's fine. And they also, I believe, you know, they, um, they require of anybody that's going to be licensed through them. They have to... They have to imitate uh, the exact same environmental conditions. It's the fast food model. They have to imitate the environmental conditions so that they can reproduce and keep the brand. Your chicken nuggets in Europe are going to taste exactly like your chicken nuggets in Kentucky. And what's what's crazy about that fucking. uh, that's the model. What's crazy about that particular analogy is that the ones in Europe don't have a bunch of different additives that they would have in the U.S., which sure. is fucking crazy. Yeah, it still tastes the same, yep. but yep. doesn't have like all these extra dyes and fucking gums and fuck. Get on somewhere. Like, what is that? <laughs> what is? That? You anyway, gotta make sure it lasts forever. Whatever, it's fine. Eat real food. Um, you know, so like they, they so Wana has a. You want to use our brand? Cool. You want to you want to be the place that makes it because we can't cross state lines with it. So we have to set up these different licensing deals with different kitchens throughout every state so that we can have our brands in every state. It's going to cost you 100 you're going to have to buy $150,000 worth of equipment in order to reproduce what it is that we do. Okay. Fine. It's fine. You want to pay that? They want to pay that to have those brands. It's fine. They're clearly setting themselves up for a recreational market. It's fine. You know how you fucking beat them? You let other people in the game. I don't have to buy your product. Right now, people, if you want anything that's manufactured, if you want to concentrate, you have to. if you want candy, if you want fucking soda. Medicinal you want candy and you soda? You want medicinal soda? You want medicinal candy and the soda? The only fucking people that you can, uh, that you can. Fucking joke. That you can get from right now is Clover. It's a fucking joke. Uh, legally. So, anyway. You can make your is, own. Uh, it's, it's just. I want, I want the idea of Shamed Dogans. I think I got to read through it. Yeah, slowly, we'll, but the we'll idea of it, it, the idea of it, I want to, I want to get behind. I want every Missourian to have a chance. And you know what? If Clover wants to own the market, then they're going to pay them for it. They're going to pay these people to get the fuck out of the business. They're going to buy up their operations. Maybe they'll shut it down. Entirely possible. But those what people, are gonna, like anybody that starts one up, and oh. you want to squeeze them out, cool. Fucking stroke them a check. That's the deal. Sure. If you want to be the big dog on the block, you got to fucking pay a value. No, no, to keep take... them out. It's cheaper to keep them the fuck out, bud. So, but if it fucks with if it fucks with home grow, home, home cultivation is the one thing, and it's it's so frustrating because and it's the... caregivers being able to grow for anyone. <clears throat> yes, yeah. This fucking three patient fucking nonsense. Whatever. Should, if I'm a caregiver, give me ten patients. Yeah, whatever. You know, I, if like... I'm allowed to be a caregiver, let me fucking give care. Yeah, I let agree. me give care, bud. I agree. Uh, they are, let's see, I want to pop up here in a second. Um, I just, I, you know, uh, uh, at first glance, I'm like, that's the fucking market I want. 4% flat tax. It, it does take it away from the veterans and gives it to other groups. And I do have a problem with it going to, with it funding rehab. That shit 
is it's just a nicer fucking word for jail. Yep, it's yep, a nicer yep. word for the state to fucking extort more money mm-hmm. out of you anyway. Yep. Just be, like that is we're not funding that. We're not fucking funding that. I don't want I want that fucking strip from the bill, but that's always like the concession to these dipshit fu- <laughs> these just like these backwards thinking fucking old like we're talking to dinosaurs here. Yeah. You know, the problem is right now is that we actually have dinosaurs running our program. And uh, it, it just can't be that way. How hard would it be to take, <coughs> say his bill is really good, the language in it? Because, you know, that's the problem. You, I could never write this bill myself because the legalese is such, so, it's another language, yeah. you know. So could you take this fella's bill and say, oh, I love everything about it except, let me take this out. Go to a lawyer and say, how do I write gift as much as you want, care gift for as much as you want, mm-hmm. grow as much as you want. Add those three things in there and submit that one. Very similar. Is that like plagiarism on that level? Or is that how? No, law, I don't. I think you can get away with that. Is I, that how it's done? Yeah. Is that how yeah. laws are done? Well, you, great idea. I want to put another idea in there. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I didn't think it. Like, that's how the fucking government should be run. It's not a fucking terrible idea mm-hmm. to have a, a council yeah. of like philosophers, which it we're going to get into. Way. It works that way a little bit. Uh, I, 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 you know, I, I told you we weren't going to talk about weed, but I, I, it, this is newsworthy. It's something that huge. Yeah, there big, are people big. who are like, "There's no way we should put this legislature in charge." Well, who have you put in charge right now? Instead of the putting the legislature in charge of the fucking bill, you let fucking a dozen people put the governor in charge, who then put three other people in charge, who are by the way fucking you raw right yeah. now. Yeah, like that, and and and, and being. So fucking unapologetic and brazen, fucking just unabashedly fist fucking you over the over like they clearly said we've got twenty five million dollars. We've only given two million of it away to veterans programs, which they haven't even been fucking defined. And what oh, by it? the way, we have all this money in our coffers. We'll spend every fucking dime of it, making sure the rest of you don't get fucking. And and we're up against it right now. I know that. I know that. Uh, there are a bunch of people who applied for extensions because I mean, we're, we're weeks away from licenses supposed to be being pulled from people. Yeah. There is not one motherfucking manufacturer in the state right now. That is insane. And what's ignorant is there was no, there was no limit on the um, amount of space you could have for manufacturing. Again, I'll remind you, Clover has 130,000 square feet. That's bigger than any cultivation site just for a kitchen. Okay, there was no limits for how big your manufacturing site could be. You could fucking put as much, you could make it as big as you want. Yeah, it could be the fucking Amazon. So why, why then would you award several manufacturing licenses to the same entities? That doesn't make sense. And so what's going to happen is, is a bunch of people are going to surrender manufacturing licenses. They don't need them. And then what's going to happen is, is the state is not going to reissue them to the next man up. Mark my fucking words. They already said it, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, they're not going to do that. Well, they haven't said it, but they're. They I don't. What they're going to do anymore or taking any away, which is ridiculous, because then they're operating even outside of what they were saying, which is like these numbers are based on the number of patients and based on this, this is what we should be doing. Well, if they end up revoking licenses and not giving them to the next man up, fuck you, fuck you. Like that is, I mean, dude, I don't know. I don't know. I fucking I hate to keep bitching about it. I'm going to figure out a way to keep getting my medicine. You know, I'm just I'm not. 
I saw a little exchange yesterday with, I mean, there are dispensary owners. Dude, I work with dispensaries. I sell merchandise. I hope every dispensary reaches out to me. We said about, you said it yesterday. I'm not trying to not, I'm not trying to be your enemy. Please, let's work yeah. together. If you're going to fucking buy a premium brand, this is what I do. I work with Fortune 500 companies every day fucking working on branding. Is that what you want to do? Great. Also, you know, there's like, people actually ask me for consultation on the best marketing that you can do. Guess what I'm going to probably tell you? Make this shit affordable. Make it seem like you're fucking on our side. The shirts are great. I'm going to tell you what's the most comfortable fucking shirt in the game. I see people echo those sentiments in oh, cannabis yeah. groups all the time. You sent me one the other day. Yeah. Like, softest shirt I ever wore. I'm like, fuck yeah. I, fucking I was like, that. Is, that, is that you? Yeah, yeah. it's fucking <laughs> me. Of course it's me. I'm changing the fucking game. You're going to put on something. Whatever. I don't want to get into it. Point is, I'm, I work with dispensaries. I'm not going to I'm not a hypocrite. I'm not going to sit up here and be like, fucking, you know, fuck those guys. I am going to say, uh, you know, there's a, there is a distinct problem with a vertical operation like belief having the same prices as the other dispensaries. Makes no sense. Fuck you. You should be pound you should be kill you know what you should be killing the competition yes. right now. This is Crushing your decided them. advantage. There are only a handful of vertically integrated fucking cannabis companies. Right now, you don't have to sell $70 ace because you control the entire pipeline. Sell a fucking $45 ace to put these fucking people out. And 45 is still too much. Too much. I don't care. You're still undercutting the competition by 25 bucks. Yeah. Yeah, come on. You can do that. Uh, Immaculate conception, new rule is bullshit. Just shows how crooked Mocan trade is. The patients needed demand more options. Oh, we're trying. Man, push for rec marketing and medical can get the real attention it needs. I just want them to write proposals that don't have random, sometimes unrelated things. There's no doubt. Yeah. If we could do... Well, I, I, okay. Another reason why I will uh, maybe applaud, and I got to read it. We can actually probably do the whole thing on the show tomorrow. Yeah. If I can find it, it's supposedly only six pages. Good. That's as, let's make it as cut and dry and yeah. simple as you can fucking simple. make it. But, you know, now I, I agree with my brother in that, like, just on a national level and state level, like, yes. let's just do single issue voting. It's the number one thing plaguing this fucking deal. Pelosi sends a $2,000 stimulus back to fucking Senate. Hey, you know what? Everything else is gone. gone. $2,000 to Senator. $2,000 to every adult citizen in the country. Yes or no? It's simple. Yes or no? Hit your little button. Did you see that one guy who was voting and he had the, his cane, his stick when they were voting in the house? And he just, he don't even have the, the Good for shit. him to get up and fucking <laughs> no. vote. Like, cut yeah. the pork, man. Um, that's a guy, that's a guy I want in office. He's really cutting the fat out of his day. He's just like, I got my voting God, stick He's fucking here. playing solitaire over here. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Uh, so anyway, we'll maybe uh, we'll find a copy of that bill. We'll read it tomorrow. Are you uh, if it takes away home grow, grow? It's it's dead on arrival. Nate was uh, talking about boycotting Mocan trade mm -hmm. companies yesterday. Dude, and hats off to Nate. Like I, you know, oh yeah, Nate's Nate's I, a real one. Nate is Nate is to a point where he's like, I can't do this. Expect to make a living and serve my heart at the same time. Yep. I can We're there. It. I can appreciate We've it. We've been there. I can appreciate it. I, I, I look in the camera when I say this, bud. If I have to talk about weed for eight more seconds, I'm going to fucking blow my brains all over the ceiling. That's what I'm going to do. I, I hear you. I hear you, bud. I hear you. I just want to help people out. Um, uh, what's your but, favorite type of dank? Uh, 
the frosty kind. <laughs> okay. The uh, do you what do you think about that? Because what's weird is Mocan Trade lobbying against more licenses. Mm. Your assholes, mm. and then every there's company, members in Mocan Trade like we company, want more licenses. It's like every do company's you? like yeah we're in Mocan Trade. When I saw here's a challenge symbols, I was half expecting the Hoosier sophisticate logo to be on can, their thing. I was can like, I, can did, I did do, we join? Can I do something fucking super brazen right now? Like, can I just fucking make? Can I just make an offer out there that uh, might be a little crazy? I'm here for it. Okay, the, I'm throwing my buddy under the bus. This, no, I'm don't gonna, do that. I'm, get, I'm not throwing him under the bus, but I'm 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 Wait, going what? to I'm going to conscript us to work that's not going to pay us anything for the that, first. That's my jam. Okay, here's the deal. Here's what we're gonna do. The first uh, three dispensaries that reach out to us that aren't Mocan Trade members will make you a fucking will make you a commercial. Yep. You, Pro boner. You, you know, you know three people, and we'll keep it clean. We'll do whatever you want to do. We'll do whatever uh, you want. No. The first three people that are either that are that are that come to us and say we're not members of Mocan Trade and we're in the business. Bezeme. Well, I'll make you. Uh, yeah. Now I know. I know that. Uh, uh, our buddy, James Thomas, Casey Weedblog, you guys should give him a follow. He's one of the most brilliant people in the industry. He's got robots growing he's, his weed. Um, Jarvis dude, is He's fucking Iron Man. He's Jarvis Iron Man. He's Tony Stark. Away. He's the Tony Stark of weed. And uh, he's also the truth, too, Like, because people are like, come work for us. And he's like, oh, you're soulless. Yeah, fuck you. I've got other ways to make money. You don't know what uh, I do? I'm, I'm fucking Mr. Robot. Exactly, so, dude. So uh, first three people. Who aren't Mocan trade members? You can decide what you want to do with it. We'll make you content that you can share. Uh, we'll make you each a piece of content that you can share. Uh, I mean, something that's valued at fifteen hundred bucks. We'll give you a fifteen hundred dollar value for the first three people that come to us and say we're not Mocan trade members, but we do have licenses. I, I, I'm throwing it out. There. I didn't go over this with my with my. No, I'm fine. I'm fine. I want to know who you are. Yeah. Who has a license? I'll support you. Who has a license that's not in the fucking group? And if you guys can help us out with that, help connect the dots, we'll make something cool. Put for us them. in contact. With we'll, those ma- we'll make something we'll, we'll, cool for them. Oh yeah, we'll fucking give you, you some, some social media fuel, bud. Boom. There you go. Social media. There you go. <sighs> also, let us talk to you about you know what we can do to yeah just because you know in the beginning we were like oh man we could probably make some commercials for some disp-. and we've had we've had dispensaries in the studio saying man we pay. What do you guys do? And we're like, oh, fuck, my kids are starving. <laughs> I know. Christmas oh, is fuck, coming my out. kids are starving. Uh, but I do need, I need to sleep. To sleep. <laughs> yeah. I do need sleep. I need to sleep. Well, it's always funny. Our, our process with every company has pretty much come in the same. What do you do? What do you do for people? How do you help people? Yeah. And then they're like, well, we, we are very patient first and friendly. We what does that mean? That's Fuck. what I'm saying, man. Well, we well we hear feedback from patients, and we try to uh, make changes based on the patient's feedback. I'm like, what does that fucking mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't I don't understand. Mm-hmm. Unless your boots on the fucking ground with me, helping these families get fucking RSO to save lives on the fucking front lines, bud. Mm-hmm. Then I don't want to fucking hear your patient first shit. And I've been seeing, and I, God love them. I, the VI, some some uh, dispensaries have VIP programs, which I haven't looked into it. But I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, is well, that? it just it. What it does is that like people who are dying first, like, oh, you're most terminal. You're yep. You're it's the, all, the most typically important. all it is is it's just people that choose to um, 
you know, they're usually get on a mailing list or whatever. Yeah, that's and what I was it's a, it's a way to just it's just listen. tone deaf and as a as a it's salesperson. The most tone deaf shit of all. Time. Yeah, I'll, I'll give a different uh, uh, perspective on that only because as a salesperson, it does allow you to keep communicating with your customer. So if your customer has shown an interest in being like, hey, this is my dispensary, uh, here's my information, it it helps you to kind of well, first off, the state's making it very easy to track the buying. Uh, uh, um, with the what's with the statistics on on what people are into, they're making it very easy with things like metric, right? Belief like was really pumping their fucking chest about how well, we're getting analytics on what people are buying. We're we're changing our grow based on what's the most the trending cultivar oh throughout. Like that, they, they they said that right? Like they were fucking super juiced about that. So. I can appreciate the fact, like, if you have a VIP program and people want to know when, and actually, you right can't be now, on a mailing list. I think it's kind of the same thing. I, I, I you're going to call it a VIP yeah, thing, whatever. though. That's what I'm I saying. I get it. I get it. It's bottle service, man. It's bottle service. Everybody wants for to feel medicine. very, everybody wants to feel very important. Um, okay. It's nine o'clock. Uh, so we, we, we will get, we will get we'll more back. into uh, Dogan's bill tomorrow. Yep. Uh, and it's uh, just based on what I've seen on Twitter. It's seems like it's got quite a bit of bipartisan support. Really? So let's just see what's up with the home grow. Listen, legislators were pissed off that they weren't allowed in on on. They can't make any changes to this as it sits right now. They can't do it. So why? That's just because it's written into the Constitution. They can't. Oh, the, the, but, the, but he's making changes to it. He's writing a completely new constitutional amendment. Gotcha. That'll so get rid of it. It'll that. basically, yeah, it's going to have to replace Our one of them. Our fucking rules are so fucking uh, dumb, dude. Oh, my God. What? Okay, we were talking about this easier. Guys, this is just your own for your own thoughts. What's easier, take an old town and rebuild it or rebuild a new town in the middle of nowhere? discuss um we'll talk about that tomorrow or something because okay, i'm cool. ready for the fucking commune bud three three year plan to get to you. the fucking commune for real i hear you what am i what are we doing yeah. we can do this if we have internet service that's that's the actually the biggest issue is just you know we need a Starlink. yeah great that's about it great three years we'll have a Starlink. Yeah, we'll um, we're gonna come back with philosophy talk makate our guy who lives in montana it's gonna be an invigorating conversation um trying to raise the overall vibration of the hoosiers let's fucking go let's lift each other up we made it through the holidays everybody we fucking did it i'm not a guy who's gonna tell you 2021 is gonna be any better because i don't know i well, don't it's know a, it's entirely thing. up to you if i you think just, if yes. you think the calendar flipping over is gonna change your life you are gonna have a shitty year we want you to uh, help us raise the vibra vibration, and we want to vibrate inside of you and make you raise your vibrations, okay? That's all we want to do. Wanna I want to vibrate in front of, <laughs> side of everybody. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to talk a little philosophy talk when we come back from the break. The way you can help us most is by sharing some of our shit. Uh, share it on your page, on your Facebook page. Tell a friend about the Twitch feed. Like, not many people know about Twitch. Now, everyone will eventually be on Twitch. Um, uh, but if you don't follow us, Casey Weed blog on there, like mm -hmm. we're trying to lead the, the way into a new, and it's not us being like, well, we got to figure out something new to be good and special. It's like, no, 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 no. Facebook is shutting us down for certain posts. We are going to keep our community on Facebook because that is our jam. And then we will move all of our content, hopefully to YouTube, um, mycelial media and Twitch. So just tell your friends, if you're enjoying the show, Feel free to tell your friends. We're out here. We're putting on a show. We're trying to have a good time. We're trying to raise the vibration, baby. So we'll see you guys here after the break. Um, we're going to be joined by Makate. Have some cool pictures for you. Talk a little bit. Allegory in the cave.
take a look behind the scenes at a sales meeting over at Cashmere Cannabis, the world's finest premier luxury medicinal marijuana company that cares about patients. We join the meeting already in progress. Cashmere Cannabis is open for business and business is booming. Now you all know my time is very valuable, so let's make this quick. We need to discuss how we're gonna keep milking these stoners by pretending we relate to them. Corbin, how are we gonna relate to these dopers? Well, sir, if our research has told us anything, it's that potheads love two things most, Bob Marley and Cheech and Chong. Okay, I guess that's three things. But the point is, our Insta posts asking what Bob Marley song are y'all chiefing on Rasta Irie Vibration Ya are off the charts with analytics and engagement. In the next quarter, we're shifting some funds to Willie Nelson and Snoop Dogg posts on TikTok, and we expect a very positive return on investment. I love that idea, Corbin. Keep up the good work. Layton, baby, what are you working on to capitalize on those hempos? It's blatant, sir. I'll bet it is, sugar tits. Listen, I, we're here to make a little bit of money, not correct what your name is. I'll call you Boo Boo if I want to. Let's go. I'm also the head of HR. That stands for how randy you're making me right now. Anyway, I've been figuring out a way to win the hearts and minds of minorities and poor people disproportionately affected by the war on drugs. And I found this meme of a fist with words like solidarity and freedom and justice, just buzzwords that make people feel all warm and fuzzy without having any actual meaning. It'll be great. Brains and boobies, girl. <laughs> well done, Leighton. Hey, Joe, tell me what we're gonna do to keep cashing checks on all these Keef sniffers. Well, sir, I've been working hard on a program to get affordable RSO, Rick Simpson oil, and high quality homegrown flowers to patients. Education, Rick Simpson oil, and growing a home should be at the forefront of our marketing campaigns. We, we need to try to rebuild the communities and the families that the war on drugs- Whoa, easy there, Mother Teresa. I'm trying to cash check on dopers. I'm not trying to run a Salvation Army. Well, that's the thing. There won't be insane profits, but we'll all be able to live really comfortably. Hey, sir. My name is Declan. I know how to make some money for you. I'm just here to take notes, but I know a way to get rid of your shitty weed and make a ton of money, man. I'm listening. May I introduce the $23 pre-roll, man? <laughs> Guy's a fucking madman, dude. That's the CEO, cannabis millionaire, cashmere, marijuana, marijuana millionaire, dude. Marijuana millionaire, bud. Uh, okay, Steve. Okay, you and I, we uh. Okay. We've got a couple of people out there that we admire that do podcast. Uh, and we were kind of, you know, like, what's, what's the, um, who's the one we probably most relate to? And we were talking about how much we love Duncan. And I was talking on Monday night how Midnight Gospel was my streaming pick Great of the pick. year because it was finally, like, all of this stuff that I wanted the world to see about Duncan Trussell, I started seeing, like, people through on Twitter, wherever else, like, Oh my God, this was so deep and so mind-blowing. I'm like, yeah, dude, he's been having these conversations for like five years. They're great. And he talks about crow's milk and stuff. Crow's milk and, and cum and <laughs> yeah. all kinds of stuff. We're like, oh, this is our guy. You know, we like we want to be somewhere in between Duncan, Aubrey, 
even Shane sometimes. Yeah. Let's talk a little psychedelic science, a little science. He's uh, and so um, with that being said, one of the things that we've we've talked about before is kind of wanting to talk about basic philosophies, philosophers. Uh, not basic, but you know, entry level. We'll get to more and more difficult, uh, more complex ideas. Um, but you and I got to talking about the allegory of the cave, mm-hmm. uh, Plato's allegory of the cave, and <clears throat> I was just thinking about how you know uh, you really had a, a great way to um, you know to to make it palatable for the layman. My, how would Steve tell it now? How would Steve tell the allegory of the cave? And maybe, maybe what we do is give just a rough idea of oh, well. what the allegory of the cave is. Um, so the, we're going to talk about the allegory of the cave, Plato. Maybe some of you know, maybe some of you don't. What the deal is? Which it's amazing to me. I've heard the cave, the song we played, the song we the started cave yeah. early, earlier. That's what we do. Um, bringing it all back together, and it's so potent. For what we talk about when we talk about psychedelics, what we talk about when we talk about cannabis sometimes, when we talk about life in general, <clears throat> conspiracy theorists, all this stuff was kind of clicking with me. So the, the allegory of the cave, from what I understand, is people are chained by like the feet and the neck in a cave mm-hmm. and their backs are up against this wall and there's a fire burning behind them and their entire existence is in this cave in they're the facing a wall and there's a fire they're casting, facing casting so they're back yep. there's a fucking yes. a wall on this side there's a fire from behind them they can't look behind them um it's blocked off but it's there they can see the light of the sh- uh the fire over there so every once in a while they'll be able to create these shadows on the wall and they'll try to guess which shadow comes next, mm-hmm. what's going to happen that day with the shadows. It becomes their whole existence. And they've never seen the outside of the cave. They're born there. They, no they were born yeah. into bondage, born. And, and they will. Their sleep. eyes are made for the cave. They're mm-hmm. dark and weird, you know, or real yeah, bright like light. Yeah, Diesel movie, yeah. yeah Pitch black. That. Yeah, damn right. Um, so they're going in there, <clears throat> and finally... Uh, they, they start picking like, oh, you're the you're the king of guessing shadows. Good job. Like you get an award. Hey guys, everybody, like click your tongue because they can't clap. You know they're all sure. fucking chained up there. Yeah. They click their tongues for him. <laughs> yeah, it's, he. Then everyone's like, yay! The girls and the guys have like all this status inside of the cave because they can guess, they can predict which the next shadow. Sure. And naturally, can, well, one of the people <clears throat> busts free, okay. breaks out of the chains, goes out and goes out of the cave and can't quite see it first. His eyes can't adjust to the beauty of the trees and the water and the wind and the sun. And this is around the same time that Plato was coming up with the allegory of the sun. There's all these little allegories that kind of all fall in like a 15-year span because this is 400 to 500 years before Christ. Um, So that's, that's the time period we're dealing with here. So when this guy goes out of the cave, guy or girl, he goes and he sees the world and he notices how beautiful it is. And this is the actual real world that's going on. What we were seeing in the cave was just these shadows on the wall, just these shadows that we're interpreting and all of this meaning out of everything. He lives out there, finally makes his way. He goes, ah, I have an obligation to the people back in the cave. I remember what it was like to be in the cave. They got to check this shit out. So he goes back to the cave goes, guys, you should see it. It's awesome out here. There's, there's w- w- the ocean, and there's birds flying around, and, and the breeze on the sweaty skin is like nothing you'll ever experience in your life. It's hot. It's cold. It's all, this, it's all these awesome things that are life. And the people in the cave are like, I don't 
understand what you're saying. I can't even comprehend sun sunshine. The fuck are what you is talking? Sunshine? What the fuck are you talking about? Well, it's like this great thing. It's a light in the sky, and they're like like that fucking light shining from behind us. He's like, no, no, no. It's different. It's a, it's a whole fucking different thing. <clears throat> and so they say, all right, well, get back in here. If you can interpret some of these fucking shadows on the wall, then. You can be back. Well, his eyes have been changed, so when he gets back into the cave, he's like, I can't fucking tell what's going on. That's it's nothing. You guys are fucking looking at nothing. It's just these fucking figments of your imagination that you're all – what you're doing here is meaningless. And everyone's like, nah, I don't – I'm good. I'm good where I'm at. I'm fine. So then that's the, the, the pretty much the, the, the uh, crux of it is that – what is real? What kind of life is giving you meaning? Yeah. What is your the truth is determined? Outside? Your truth is determined by your environment. Yes, and what you're able to touch and see, and uh, and honest and and being someone who maybe tries to expose a different truth is a threat to your reality. Yes, and so if you set me free, I'll fucking kill you, bud. I'll fucking kill you. Which is wild. And you see where it's coming from, Plato. He's a fucking philosopher. He's a so. thinker. So I'm sure they're like, look at this fucking idiot. And he's like, okay, I got a story for you fucking simpletons. Here you go. But I was like, how would Steve tell that now? How so would now, Steve tell the allegory of so the So the cave? way you do it is you're a guy, you're in a cave, you're all shackled up, but the only thing's free is your hands. And your buddies are all sitting next to you. And there could be chicks too, finger jamming, whatever, you get, whatever your delight yeah. is. So you're just jerking guys off, right? And your whole existence is just jerking guys off. Best, you're the, you guys, you're the oh, be- everybody's the best. Yeah. The best it's what you do. It's what you it's were, you were what born you, into this. You're born into this. And you see it and you, you put splooges on the walls or whatever, geysers all over the place. And you're kind of interpreting like, oh shit, they're like that. That's uh, an uh, you know an that, eagle, or we don't, I don't know, know what an eagle know. is. Know what eagles, I was gonna say, yeah. and then but they're like, no, that one's that load's gonna win. It's gonna go down to the bottom first. So they're like, oh, you guessed which load was gonna hit the bottom first. Mm. Great, good job. You're the king of this little situation we have. Or great. Okay, one guy breaks free, right? He goes outside and he's, he's hard as a rock, just walking around, jerking it, because it's all he knows. It's all he knows. Walking around, everybody's like, dude. He meets a guy. He's like, hey, bud, what are you doing? He's like, I'm just fucking cranking one out, just cranking it. And he goes, you can't do like, there's a lot of places you can stick your your, your joint. That, you can stick your joint, dude. So he's like, okay. And he's like, oh, fucking, what about this? He finds like the, the couch and he's like sticking his, he's like in between the cushions of the couch. And he's like, fuck, not bad, not bad, not bad. Not bad at the hand, you know, the hand job was getting old. It was great. It worked every time. The old fashioned worked every damn time. But, oh, God, this... Like these, these cushions Feels are different. soft. Yeah. Okay. It's a different kind of orgasm. Okay. Now I'm gonna stick it in something cold. Okay. Yeah. yeah I grabbed something yeah. out of a. Uh, I'm gonna fuck a, a papaya. Yeah. Thank you. There's a fruit fell on the ground. It's cold outside. He I don't even know that it. it's a papaya yet. He fucking puts it in there. No, no, no. You have no idea. Yeah. So, oh god, that feels great. He sees a, a fucking lady, a guy, a fucking whatever. He tries them all. Yeah. He's he tries fucking, them all. He's, he's trying them all. He just mouths, butts. He's just fucking one thing vaginas. after another. One thing after another. He's just thinking. And it all feels so good. He goes back to the cave and he's like, but. It, it all feels so good that, what's he going to do, jerk off? A hand job? Yeah, every once in a while, sure. Maybe. But then he goes But that's back, just utility. He goes back to the cave and he's like, guys, you can fucking, like, we've been fucking jerking each other off the whole time. Like, you know, like, that, 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 So then they're doing it. Paul Reiser tells the allegory of the cave. Dick version. So they're like, bud. There's no way anything feels better than what we're doing right now. We, yeah, every we're, time we're it the works, best, we're the best hand jobbers around. 
So they're like, all right, give us a hand job. You can give us a hand job that blows our minds. And guess what? We're yeah, with you. And he's like, oh, he doesn't even like quite remember. He's like, guys, there's better ways to do this. And they're like, your heart's not in it. <coughs> your, it's not, you're not going to get the job done. Your heart's not in it. I can tell your heart's not in it when you're, mm -hmm. it's like, oh, you know, like a lifeless hand job. Like, oh, worst. Yeah. Sad, sad handies. Sad handies. Sad handies are Sad handies are tough. Yeah, they're real tough. still good. So, yeah, it's still handy. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I've, whatever. whatever. But then, you know, he can't give a good hand job. So everyone looks at him like a fool. He, he's lost the art because it just doesn't do it, it for him anymore. It doesn't do it for him anymore. Uh, he, he's got to stick it in something weird. It's like me talking about weed, dude. I, it just doesn't do it for me anymore. <laughs> you know what I mean? Way to bring it all back around. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, so that's how I would tell the allegory to the cave. Um, I do have some songs and some uh, some movies. I'll give you the list of movies real quick, and then we'll that get were architect. based on the allegory based of on the, the cave. Allegory of the cave. Oh, that's um, exciting. So ten. Well, by the way, that thank you for making that palatable. Because everybody the, understands it. Yeah, the everybody idea is, you know, masturbation's great. And if it's the only thing you know, then um, you know, it's it's the fucking best. But then like as soon as you put it in something warm or have something warm put inside of you. Yes, yes. What are you, what are you doing with this? What are you doing? Great, knuckle it's great every once in a while. Fine. fine. Like, but you gotta you're gonna have to put me in a sense of danger yeah. if you're gonna give me a hand job. This is the deal. Uh, yeah, danger. I, 100%. Step on my neck while you're doing yeah, oh, it. You know oh, what I mean? We're at a baseball game. I don't know. That yeah. That's the deal. Maybe in a high-speed chase. Sure. That's when That's when you Remember pull out the Charlie Sheen and Christy Swanson chase the chase? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Where they're in the car. And, and like banging it out yeah. while they're, yeah. yeah. God, that was high. That was pretty she hot. She burns them, I think, with the cigarette lighter, too. <laughs> Come on, dude. So uh, 10 best movies that deal with the allegory of the cave. And it's kind of the story that you realize has been told a million times, but you don't know where the, the, the kind of the first uh, known remnants of it were. Um, the first one is the Lego movie. Apparently, there's a bunch of hidden messages in the Lego movie. Um, Which is actually a really cool. phenomenal movie. Um, it's about, like, you know, this uh, Emmett and Lord Business and uh, all these different characters that kind of surmise the p plot of the allegory of the cave. I've never seen it. So um, then there's Strangers on a Train, which is a Hitchcock movie. Um Inside the cave, Hitchcock gives viewers an eerie remake of the cave allegory as the camera follows the shadows of those in the boat. It's about this guy who's going to kill this other guy's wife. It's a really intense Hitchcock movie. Um, then there's a movie called Syndicate, uh, New York, 2008. It's a movie with Philip Seymour Hoffman, um, and it's kind of like a <clears throat> frantic... A look inside the mind of like schizophrenia and kind of uh, I don't know I've never seen that either. Uh, Interstellar I have seen most of that before. It's Christopher Nolan has uh, Matthew McConaughey. He has to leave Earth and save the planet, uh, but he figures out a way to talk to past Earth. Yes. To figure out a way and kind of warn them of their mm -hmm. ways before you know. So another allegory. Shutter Island. I don't know if you remember that. Uh, Leo movie. DiCaprio. Leo DiCaprio, 2010. That movie was fucking intense. Pretty weird. That's where he was going to the insane asylum. Yep. And it was, I mean, that movie messed with my head. Yeah, dude. it's it's a, it's a definitely a, a mindfuck thriller for sure. Uh, that one and like Memento, those weird ones. Um, number six, The Village. Just rewatched that recently. It's where they all M. live. Night, in like Shyamalan. Great, Shyamalan. where Shyamalan. they can't leave the town. Then they finally leave the town. But do they tell the kids back there? Because they're the next generation. They're like, we can't keep up this lie because we're right. the people who dress like the things. Spoiler alert. Um, number seven, The Matrix. Mm -hmm. 
Obviously. Red pill, blue pill. Obviously. Um, number eight, one of my favorite movies of all time, Stranger Than Fiction. Such a good flick. Starring Will Ferrell mm -hmm. and uh, not Cusack, the sister of... Maggie Gyllenhaal. Maggie Gyllenhaal, thank you. Uh, Pan's Labyrinth, which is a fucking Fum unbelievable. wild movie. Unbelievable. Um, and then The Truman Show as the, the number one there. So those are some movies that have taken Plano's I once came in a cave, but then your mothers told me to stop calling it a cave. It's their special place, but I certainly don't treat it that way. Ooh, squirt. Okay, Alan, Alan's on board. Let's go ahead and, uh, Alan, maybe, maybe we're going to ground you for a little bit. You're not going to talk about our mothers like that. You ready for this? I think it, we're, it's as good a time as, as any. Ladies and gentlemen, <clears throat> I really am excited to uh, introduce you to one of my, uh, this is a, uh, an old buddy of Steve's, uh, who I've only had the pleasure of meeting in the flesh once uh, before. We made some sweet, sweet music. Um, I'm just staring at him off camera because he's talking, talking over me. Yeah, let's just bring him online. This guy uh, is the front man for a, a lovely band called Mad Hallelujah Tribe. He's also got some little solo stuff he's been uh, uh, putting out there here uh, recently on Facebook, Instagram. One of my favorite follows on all of social media because it's genuine. The guy somehow got the keys to the gates of heaven, uh, <laughs> and uh, and he's he's brought back pictures. He's brought back pictures. Uh, and so, ladies and gentlemen, we would like to welcome you to the show. Welcome to you. Welcome to the show, our friend, uh, Makate. Yo. Hey, guys. Yo. How's it going? Oh, pretty good. It's We're going great, bro. Hey, bro. It's so good, bro. Oh, that's mean ass, bro. I'm, I'm happy to be on the show. We thank you for joining us, Mean Brew. Hope you don't be mean to us, Brew. Oh, I can tell you haven't been working on your accent. Nope. Nope. I'm actually getting whisked. I'm actually getting whisked. I was actually working on it. I, in watched, my a video, I watched a video last night, 112 things uh, Kiwis say. Uh, or something like that. Yeah. And uh, the gal didn't even sound like no. a Kiwi. She sounded like a damn fraud. I tried to watch that movie you sent me. I am going to watch that. Stickman? Stickman. Stickman. <laughs> Stickman. Oh, you want to, you know, you know, over there, it, you know, instead of saying deck, they say dick. I was like, oh, you want to come sit on my dick? <laughs> yes. 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 Oh, yes. yes. <laughs> Buddy, it's so good to talk to you. We are going to make this a regular segment every Wednesday. We're going to get into the weeds a little bit. Um, we were talking about the allegory of the cave, Plato's were allegory of the cave. What's that? Were you were you actually talking about the allegory of the cave? Yeah, yes. no, that was that was a real text message I sent you. Oh, that was oh, that was one of the real ones. Yeah, it's hard to tell. It's hard to tell. <laughs> really? No, I I was like I thought you were joking. Then I was like when I got I was like when I get online I'm gonna say let's actually do that. Let's talk about the allegory of the cave. Well, you don't have to because guess what, bud? That's what we're doing here today, buddy. <laughs> um, nice. I want to start kind. Your life has kind of been the allegory of the cave. I feel like. Is it? You, you need to remind me what the out. So the, they're looking at shadows on the wall, right? And they think that's reality. Is yes. That yes. Yes. Okay. And then one guy gets free, or girl comes back and says, "Guys, there's a whole world out there." And everyone's like, "You eh, like the shadows? I like this. I like it, Brew. I like the shadows, Brew. <laughs> well, 
Oh, if the shadows break. I'm just going to keep looking at the shadows flickering on the wall. That's wicked. Wicked flickering. <laughs> yeah. So, and I've seen you. I've seen your travels. Now, you were you were following bears for a while or something, weren't you? Uh, yeah, quite recently, actually. Well, what's up with uh, that? What's up with that? Yeah. Ooh-wee. I don't know. I You know, that was just something that really happened in my life that I'm so grateful for. And I don't. It, it found me. It's like the bears found me in the time when I really needed it. I needed something. That was actually like what got me out of the cave. That's really interesting that you brought that up. Um, I was like in a deep depression when I was 20 years old in college, like dropping out of engineering school and not knowing what to do with my life. And then my assistant hockey coach at the University of Illinois was working on a grizzly bear project. And he said, does anyone want to come to Glacier Park for the summer? And study grizzlies and i was like sure it sounds cool i'll try that <laughs> and yeah, sure, I, whatever. I, you know didn't look at any pictures before i came and just showed up and was like holy shit like wait and you can get paid to do this damn no one told me that when i was getting out of high school i was given two options it was, do you want to be a computer scientist or an engineer and i was like uh i guess engineer i don't know yeah, because you and were the, you were number two in in our class at CBC, weren't you? Yeah, I was number two. Yep, fucking Nate Marsh had owned you. He fucking <laughs> owned you, bud. No, Jimmy Jost. Oh, that's right. Was Marsh behind you? Yeah. yeah. Oh, you you owned Marsh. Well done, sir. <laughs> well, well done, done. pal. <laughs> yeah. Well done, indeed. Everybody I, knows Jost bought that I fucking title I anyway. I didn't want to give the speech, so so I gave it to Nate. Good for and you. Nice. Good for you. Although you're kind of a wordsmith. Like, you are. I feel like you kind of shed the bed on that one, bud. You shed? <laughs> you had a shed. <laughs> Sorry, Craig. Damn it. Now I feel bad. This is okay. We can go back in time and do it go. all over again. I'm going to go, guys. All right. It's I'm been gonna... fun talking to you about the cave. Yeah. Um... <laughs> this is a great segment. So you, you guys got fun. You ask me a question, then you belittle me, and then we hang up. <laughs> yeah. Don't fucking threaten me yeah. with a good time. Yeah, that's Greg's only way I'm to a, I'm get a, off now. Yeah. <laughs> can't get off without abusing somebody. I was doing grizzly bear research this past summer. It's been a few years. And, yeah, it was amazing, man. I was I was literally getting paid to climb mountains and sleep on top of mountains. Um. How did, it, was, how did it do it for you? Like, you were not feeling good, and then do you think it was the connection with nature? Uh, what, what what exactly do you think it was that helped, uh, you know, you absolutely, get along? Absolutely, man. And being – it was so humbling. And there's something about that, about, like, being just, like, broken down and but – but simultaneously in such awe. Yeah. that just cracked me wide open you know i was i felt like i literally was living in a cave like i was like i don't know if any of you guys have been through this kind of period in your life where you're like sitting in your dark apartment and like kind of just like doubting everything about yourself that's pretty much what i was doing for like an entire year oh. like pretty much in the cave and like in a basement apartment and then i got out there and it was like it was a hallelujah moment and you know i had never backpacked in my life so you know, for anyone that's ever not backpacked and like, oh, I don't know what to do. I just did it. And they're like, here's a 90 pound backpack. Go walk with this for eight days. And 
and it was just like so humbling and it just crushed me but at the same time it was like feeding me all of this life force you know it's like this is what i was like put on this plan to do so like be in the mountains and it felt like coming home you know were there any uh close calls with the bears i've 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 encountered like a lot of bears in my life and a lot at close range and have never had to use bear spray and have never been charged so i'm very fortunate in that i just watched the grizzly diaries there's two of them the one where the one guy is like hey there little bertha oh you look angry today that one guy who got mauled with oh, his girlfriend did, did tried- yeah yeah that guy yeah, he- he was a little out of it. Yeah, and then now, now there's another guy who's going in there who's a lot more. He puts up an electric fence, and he's just out there studying them. He's uh, I think he's from Switzerland, and a guy goes out there to uh, it's God, God, it's not the Grizzly Man Diaries. I'll look it up, but it it reminded me of you because this guy he he kind of looks like it a little bit, and he is just, <laughs> he's just happy to be. And when he That's- gets to see a bear or a mom with her cubs, you know, he is just controls his breathing, goes in. He's like, I just want them to know I'm not a threat to them. I am a part of nature just like they are. And these bears will just fucking walk right by him. And I'm like, oh, my God. He's like, I wouldn't do this with hungry bears. He goes during, like, you know, the salmon run right up, and that's closing. So he's like, yeah, that's they're all well-fed. But it's pretty totally. amazing to see how connected he is to the land and even the wildlife around him. Totally. Oh, dude, like that is in our DNA to be able to have that kind of connection. And we've been, you know, societally bred now to think that, well, even just look at our language. I mean, we're going to come back to talking about wordsmith and language. Like we use the word natural, like, and I thought about this word a few years ago. I was like, what what do we mean when we say something is natural? Usually we mean it hasn't been touched by human hands, right? So we're automatically implying that humans are not natural. (laughs) And we go into nature as if it's this foreign place, right? We already have this mindset like, oh, it's, it's natural. Well, that means humans have nothing to do with it. But it's like, we're we're made of the same stuff dude it's like i gotta get out into nature buddy you are nature you are nature and it's like you go into nature and you become more of yourself and that's why we love it so much because we're like we remember it's a remembering we're like this is we're made of this stuff we are one with this and you know all the all the indigenous people of the world they had like wild animals around them all the time sure them i'm sure there were like fatal encounters in both directions but you know you hear stories there's a there's a mountain and glacier called lone walker peak and the legend is that he had two he was chief that had two grizzly bears that slept in his teepee with him and followed him around so it's bad to the bone dude it's bad to the bone man imagine going to ask that guy to marry his daughter (laughs) (laughs) i'll do it uh makate for for those so we kind of uh um Brushed over a lot of years there, because I don't know if you guys know this, but we're no spring chickens. So you were in college coming to terms with uh, uh, or just waking up to what a new reality was. When I met you, you were globetrotting with a uh, with a little band. Uh, this is just yeah. a couple of years ago. Uh, yeah. I say a little band, but uh, 
I instantly uh, had a connection uh, with you, and I feel as though, uh, much like you were just saying, we are nature. Uh, I, I've sat in medicine ceremonies, and I think we'll maybe save some of the medicine talk for, for future conversations. Um, sure. But your that Matt Hallelujah Tribe's uh, medicine, music was medicine to me, and it was something that I instantly um, <clears throat> connected with. What... How how did you find yourself? Were you always musically inclined? How did you find yourself in a band that was kind of traveling around the world, making this what I would call kind of tribal ceremonial bridge kind of music that kind of connected two different worlds? Ineffable medicine. <laughs> Ineffable medicine, Steve. Thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thanks, Craig. Appreciate that. Yeah. Obviously, you know, I felt the the instant connection with you as well. You guys are. Our absolute brothers um and uh any friend of steve is a friend of mine well eh. yeah, yeah don't throw this don't throw the friend thing around steve, any steve picks up a lot of fucking strays bud <laughs> that, that that yeah <laughs> dangerous dangerous I do. there'd be a lot of needles and yeah i um, sleep with two bears in my tent but they're like 55 year old hairy dudes and i just fucking <laughs> barry and uh barry and harry barry and harry the bears <laughs> They keep me safe. Go ahead and ask for my son's hand in marriage. I was, I was, I'm going to answer your questions, Craig, but I was just going to mention, uh, last night I was telling a friend I was going to be on the show this morning and I was saying something like, what did I say? It was like potty jokes to plant medicine. I was like, oh, that could be the name of our, that's awesome. Potty jokes to plant medicine. (laughs) I like it. It's all there, man. What, which, if you've sat, if you've sat like in a in a brew ceremony, in an ayahuasca ceremony, yahe yeah. ceremony, uh, you're all, you're never far from the potty. <laughs> At least I'm not. I'm a, oh, yeah. I'm a downward purging uh, fool. So I, I got to poop looking at mushrooms. Dude. If I look at them, I'm like, well, my system already if starts. I'm, if I'm trying moving. to sell people on the sexiness of the me- of the of the Amazonian brew ceremony, I'm like, well, kind of what it is is you drink down this um, what I can only claim like taste like you know road tar, and then you drink that down, uh-huh. and then if you're lucky. In 45 minutes, you're going to hear about a dozen people start puking. And you would yep. almost like to join them, except you can't because you now have explosive diarrhea and you're trying to figure out how to get to a toilet so you don't shit all over yourself. Yeah, Craig, I, I would have these moments in the jungle where it was like, it would need to be coming out of the top and the bottom. Mm-hmm. And I'm like talking to the plants like, all right, let me get it out the bottom first so that w- while I'm puking, the other one doesn't happen. Yes, dude. <laughs> give me, give me yes. like, give me 30 seconds, please. I need 30 seconds. Just let me finish this. Yep. One at a time, please. Not both. Yes, I get it. I need to suffer. Can I just please have one at Can a I have time? Can I a shred of dignity I suffer? Can I have that? Jesus. Because uh, that's the thing. You, you, know, don't, well, you don't want your wet shit to be someone else's problem. I got no, no problem shitting on myself if I'm alone in the jungle. No. I have a problem with somebody that's trying to hold space for me as I traverse through the cosmos. Uh, just having to deal and with screaming, what, what I would call an Wipe emergent me. liquid shit situation. Uh, yeah, well, it's important for us all to man- take care of our own shit, right? <laughs> That's right. Yeah, dang. That's and, right. Uh, yeah, taking responsibility. Well, yeah, man, that ties in perfectly. I mean, you asked, I guess, I mean, we, we, no no question is answered linearly. Linearly? 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 Linearly, Brie. Um, but yeah, 
the plants had, I mean, those were the major factor in why the band started and, and how it all came to be. Um, and that's, that's a bit of a tale. That's a long tale. Um, but no, I was not, I did not consider myself musically inclined. I loved music. I was raised listening to KC 95. Wow. I haven't said that in a long time. Yeah. And you know, that was like all that stuff. Those classics are like, they're ingrained in me and I, I love music and I would like, you know, I'd like play in my like living room, but I would never want to sing or play in front of anyone unless I'd had to get like really drunk to do so, you know, that kind of thing. Oh yeah. And then, yeah, it was in my fourth and fifth uh, ceremonies ever that uh, got like this very, very clear vision to like go back to New Zealand and meet up with these guys that I had met a few years prior to that and start this band. And I contacted them afterwards and everyone was on board. And at that time, I had never sung into a microphone. I really had no songs written. I had never performed live. And I'm like, I'm going to leave my life behind and go travel the world and be a musician. And like, I don't, I couldn't even sing in key. It was like, it was such a absurd thing to do really. Well, you notoriously and, only did uh, different versions of your body as a wonderland too. Um, well, that was, yeah, that, well, we, we meshed that with pour some sugar on me. Oh, no, oh God. Yes. God, that's a good <laughs> duo right there. We play two songs and it's a medley. <laughs> it's a medley. And we do it for an hour or two. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's day. medicine music, bud. That is that's the medicine that Craig's talking about. Yes. Yeah, yeah exactly. that literally makes you shit yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we we strike that brown brown note pretty hard. <laughs> Hey, I saw a, a, a video uh, on your uh, Facebook the other day, maybe it was on your Instagram, of you tr- uh, chasing sunsets. Can you let us in a little bit on that? Oh, yeah, I think I posted that one. I posted that last night. That's what I do, man. I I just thought I'd like make a, make a point to like describe that because I typically, you know, I'll work all day on music or whatever. And then, you know, I have, I try to get outside most days. And if I'm if I'm sitting around and I'm looking out there and like you start to get an eye for when the sunset's going to be epic, you know, you can like see it in the middle of the day. You're like, oh, it's sunny, but like there's these little clouds happening. So I just time it. And I'm like, where am I going to get to, you know, to to soak this in? And and then, uh, yeah, like the other night when I that video of me like running through the forest, like get out to the lake, you know, I was driving around up in the park and. It was just getting so freaking epic and the full moon was coming up over these like the mountains turned completely orange pink and the full moon was coming up over them and as the sun was setting as it does and uh yeah i was like just like trying to drive down these icy roads to get to the spot i needed to get to I'm like because it's just gonna be so amazing and then i'm always trying to find like the balance between like just absorbing it and completely immersing in that moment and taking pictures and i'm like that's a fine line i gotta draw because i'm like i want to just sit here and just breathe this in but i also want to take pictures because it's too fantastic not to oh man yeah we're looking at some of your pictures right now on the the ones you sent us the lake i mean i can see down to the bottom of the lake halfway out if not for the the perfect reflection mirror reflection of the of the mountainside uh, right. uh, you know, painted against the, 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 the pink sky. Like I could see right. the, I could tell you the colors of the pebbles 200 yards yeah. out there. <laughs> right. It's insane. Amazing? It's amazing. What lake is that? 
that's called Lake. Ooh, do I dare? It's uh. Oh yeah, you don't have to. You don't have to. Cause you're you're up in Montana somewhere. We won't get. I mean, it's in Montana. We'll, we'll leave it there. Okay, yeah. we're in Montana. Well, no, no. I I I could say, I this is another thing. So I you know I post a lot of pictures. I have a personal policy that I never advertise the exact location of any good anything. Good take a photo. Of. And there's it's not like a it's. I don't really mean that in like a selfish way. What I think the Instagram age, as awesome as it is, is is kind of exploiting a lot of places. It's whoring the earth out, no doubt. Yeah, and I'm I'm just so yeah appalled by it at times. And you know I'm all I'm a product of the social media age too. But if if people if friends ask me directly like where is that I'll just like message them privately and say hey this is where I am but like. I don't like to advertise it publicly so much, but no, yeah, I, I mean, people, I get people, who, people who know will know where that is. It's yeah. I mean, and the I, name in Montana, are those spots everywhere? Are these spots everywhere? Yeah. Cause it seems like you got a new spot. That's beautiful every freaking day, bud. Well, if you see mountains, it's probably Montana. Okay. Um, if you see desert, it's probably Utah. Are you pretty close? Like, it's the, uh, they border each other? Yeah, they fucking... No, they're, no? No, no, they don't. It's a bit of a drive. Oh, it's like it a two-day drive. I was down in Utah for two months, and that's a fantastic place. Oh, I want to like, get out west so fucking bad. And seeing your pictures is inspirational. You don't have to know the fucking exact location to know that the earth is gorgeous. And, you know, they're not going to uh, be able to create these virtual reality uh, portals without your pictures on there and tell them exactly <laughs> where it's at. That way people never have to leave their house. They're just like, yeah, I'll fucking transport myself to the mountain during sunset. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's my my real hope is that everyone can just e-hike all these places. Yes, e-hike is the new deal. Now you <laughs> you got into e-hiking. What are you like climbing mountains when you're out there or like what what's uh, what's going on there? I do. <laughs> what's up with that? Yeah, what's up with that? Like you are you we like We got a uh, picture of you right now kind of a silhouette I'm, of you uh with a with a painted sky behind you, a big old white cumulonimbus clouds sitting behind you what uh yeah what's up with that <laughs> um no like do you, <laughs> what's up with it? are well, you are you alex honnold or what's going on up there are you like really climbing these what? things or is these are you alex honnold or are these things that you're like i am uh, not there's there are very few on alex honnold no there's the only world. one of that guy's a fucking he's a dude. freak he's unreal he's <sighs> he's next level man um i am not doing anything like that where i'm hanging like over an you know an impossible precipice but i am yes i am i do walk to the tops of mountains and and by walk that often involves using the hands like there's climbing but it's it, where i climb the ro the rock is crumbly so you can't be using ropes gotcha. so it's really wild like you look at these mountains you look at the face you're supposed to climb and it looks like a death wish you're like no you can't climb that like I mean, that's how I felt when I first came out here. Like that, that looks, you, you would die if you did that. Right. Yeah. Get up closer. I mean, it's, it's like always a metaphor for life. It's always a metaphor for life. Like nature speaks in metaphors. It's like these things look impossible from a distance. Right. You think about those things in your life and it's like, well, just go closer to it. 
and you walk closer and you get up close and you see that actually it's just a series of small moves and and that it is possible and the 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 mountain as a whole seems very overwhelming but if you just take it like one move at a time it's totally doable that's wow. uh it's <clears throat> a bit of a i don't know um simile or allegory in and of itself right um <clears throat> always so okay so you uh you're, you're you're traveling the world with a bunch of kiwis and oh. uh you're making music oh. and did did covid kind of put the brakes on that a little bit or were you already heading Big back time. here to do were you already headed back here to do work um covid put the brakes on i mean we were all like i don't know I guess I was personally probably kind of ready for a little break. So sure. it was a nice, I was kind of like, God, I don't know if I want to just like keep hammering away touring and these kind of things. Um, and then COVID happened. It's like, well, that answers that question. Uh-huh. Not going to be playing any shows anytime soon. And um, yeah, so, but I've still been just kind of turning the focus more to recording now. Cool. So luckily that's, you know, that's still very much a possibility. And we can find your stuff on SoundCloud and YouTube and all yeah, that well, stuff. Yeah, well, it's all going to be in my my solo stuff's all going to be on Spotify in the next week or so. And it'll just be under Makate. Cool. What do you record? You just recording at home with a little microphone and all that jazz? Well, yes, yeah, I, I do do that. I have a whole little setup here. Um, and then also down in Utah at this uh, awesome spot that I go to they have a little recording studio that's super nice and it's not a huge room, but it's really well done and they've got really, really nice gear and they're super generous people and they've opened the door for myself and the band and some other people to, um, to just use the place for free. Even Voita, oh, if he wow. were to come over and check. That guy's a fucking wild man. The, 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 the fiddler? Voita, the violinist. The fiddler? Oh, man. I've heard stories about that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys know who um, East Forest is? Oh, yes. Yeah. So he, he all his, all the stuff he made was made in that, in that recording room that I'm talking about down in Utah. I listened to East Forest damn. at least uh, several times, several times a week. Uh, I, I'm really uh, partial to music to be born to, and also I, I like to put on the Ram Dass album every now and oh, then. And the uh, Ram Dass, so good. It really is. Like it's 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 um, it's just it's kind of it's it makes me feel the same way that like Johnny Cash's cover of Hurt did, which is like somehow these very simple things that Ram Dass has sang, especially in the entire uh, uh, you know shit uh, breadth of work that Ram Dass has put mm-hmm. out there this is probably right. the most simplistic ideas but that's kind of how that's the deal that's kind of what the wisest people do and like and that's actually what the medicine does often it's like you hear something in your head and you're like well that's not like super profound like if you told that to someone so right. they're like yeah we yeah duh that makes perfect yeah. sense but it's like but you're actually experiencing it and you're learning it not just with your ears or your eyes, Feeling but you're feel you're learning it through a multitude of senses. And so like yeah. hearing Ram Das towards the end of his life mm-hmm. saying these things, doubling down on these things, learn you know, talking about loving your fear as he's looking death in the face, uh, you know, right. like it just hit a little heavier, you know. So I, I revisit that album pretty often. Oh yeah. Just like in the one I, I love the um one where he just keeps 
his mantra, like the I am loving awareness. I yeah. am loving awareness. Yes. Yeah. And then he'd be like, and then he'll kind of like switch the emphasis and be like, I am loving awareness. Yes. And he loves awareness. And yeah, it's just so beautiful in the way East Forest put the music behind it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the simplicity, eh? It's like, God, it, it, it all it all ties together, doesn't it? Like, we make our lives so complicated. Yeah. Oh, that's... <laughs> we all do it. That's the deal. That's like when uh, I kept expecting the allegory of the cave when I was looking into it last night. I'm like, there's got to be more to it. This is the fucking oldest story in the history of time. And a lot of people run around going... Uh, I, I don't know this concept or this idea. I know I've been there. And it's like, no, people have been deep thinking this shit for a long time. Thousands we're, of years. We're all coming from that same source of ex- existence. And it all seems to come back to they found happiness in the rivers, in the sun, in the mountains, mm-hmm. in the wind, in their fellow human who's also right. enjoying all those things. That's one of the simplest facts of all time that when you get out into nature with friends, you are going to feel something that you don't feel in a board meeting or at somewhere, you know, like the all these other places that you're like, oh, yeah, even church sometimes. Church never gave me the same feeling that I got out in nature with people I loved experiencing being. Exactly. Yeah, I always say the best way for me to get to know someone is to go on a hike with them. Oh, yeah, for sure. Something about it. That way, if you want to fucking get rid of them, it's like just a quick little nudge off the cliff. And I'm fast, so I can get away pretty quickly. No doubt. Hell of a a hockey player back in the day. And as long as you're fast, hiking with someone you don't know is also a safety measure because if a bear does charge, you only have to be faster than that person. Yep. And, and that's, uh, you know, that's not a bad deal. You know, we, we talk about how we complicate things. And, you know, again, the medicine brings you back to and, and the medicine is not necessarily, you know, a brew or a mushroom or a plant. It's it's being right. in nature. It's your feet grounded in the earth. It's that polar plunge that you take in the water. It's what you feel when you lay your body half in the water and half out killing a uh, drifter. Yeah. It's, it's strength. It's feeling the last breath escape from a, uh, a drifter on the highway. No doubt. Dude, you get it. I get uh, it. but you know, I think it was, it was I took me a minute to realize what you said. It took a minute. Took a minute. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, you, until you slide feel, until in. you feel that power in your hands, you don't really know what it is to be God because we are God, just like nature. We are no separate from God. We nope. we get that's that's something that the medicine uh, when we get to uh, drink in God's bounty and we realize that we are a part of this creation. We are right. just a reflection of the cosmos. Each one of us, uh, uh, just a node that helps the the universe learn a little bit more about itself you know i think what was it twain said you know uh uh god made man in his image and man being the gentleman that he is returned the favor right so we have this idea that god looked like us right uh because you know it's got to be this this bipedal uh figure that uh, the daddy figure that's and and it's not until we kind of break down these constructs and we realize that it's the the snow on the bending conifer trees that we're staring at right now as we go through uh, Makate's pictures here from Paradise. Uh, you know, I, I just feel like when the, the complication and also, you know, throughout the, throughout the history of man, man's had an idea of what the answers to the universe are. And we, the one thing that's constant is we're always learning how wrong we are, right? Yep. And it never feels more right than anything than when you stop trying to explain it. And you just kind of live within it. 
And I don't know if there's a better way to do it than what you're doing right now, bud, which is just plunging yourself into the earth mm-hmm. uh, and, uh, you know, other gentlemen travelers who you happen to know. Um, <laughs> you know, so... <laughs> the highway drifters. <laughs> you always got to have sex with them. Well, that, was, that, was, uh, that was a sermon, Craig. That was amazing. I was just kind of getting lost Let's in it. Let's settle down, settle I, down. I got, oh, there's Stickman. Is hey, we got a picture of Stickman. Don't start scrolling through. It's it's our group. There's no okay. there's no. You never know. You never know. Look at this picture, bud. Uh, you guys say, like I, I am, uh, I'm envious of you because as many as many of the colors in the sky that there are, there's about twenty fold the amount of colors in the rocks through the clear freaking water that I'm looking it at. Almost that looks like water amazing. right there. I know, eh? Yeah, the oh. most most colorful stones I've ever seen are here. I've never seen river rocks and, and lake rocks that are this colorful. Damn. It's almost yeah, it, like they take on the sky because the water's not. It's gl- is it glacier? Muck, is know? it glacier water? Is that why it's so clear? The water is coming right off the snow. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean that water that you're looking at was snow, you know, moments before. Filtered or, through you know, the mountains earlier that day. Jesus, oh, so so, so the rocks, these rocks you're looking at are some of the oldest exposed rocks on the planet. Yeah. These rocks are, um, these rocks are billion and a half year old, some of them, Jeez. and they were the bottom of a shallow sea, an inland sea a billion and a half years ago and longer. And so you can go, you'd be climbing. This is the wild thing, guys. It's like, be climbing a mountain, be up at 9,000 feet, and it'd be a big slab of rock, and it's got ripple marks in it from when it was a shallow ocean. You can literally see, like, the ripples as if you would see ripples in sand on, on a beach shore or in shallow ocean. And now we're walking, we're on top of a mountain, knowing that this was once under an ocean. Even the mountain feels like it's drowning every once in a while. It's amazing, man. It's just, Yeah. It's eternal. I just sent you guys a little picture of the colorful rocks. I'm gonna. Um, yeah. All right. I don't know what that is. Stickman. Stickman. Oh, Stickman. Oh, the Stickman. <laughs> oh, we uh, gonna have some fun with this. If you want to talk like, if you want to talk like a kiwi, you just gotta. What I do is I start out and say, "Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah yeah." You're off to a good stat. <laughs> really good stat. <laughs> Oh, ye- wicked! That's how I do it. Wicked mean. Oh, wicked. Wicked. Wicked mean. The eyes become like U's. The E's become eyes. I wasn't it's sure how to do. Uh, thing. Yeah, bread. Bread is Brit. 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 I just like Brit. And Jermaine. I just like that. Uh, piss okay, has Jermaine. everything to do with just uh, just taking the piss and being out of it. Drunk. Take the piss oh, out of it. Oh, taking the piss. Oh, I'm just taking the piss. Taking the puss. Taking puss. The puss. Oh, you're taking the puss. Taking the puss. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, 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 I'm, I'm not finding your color. Look at this. Makate, these pictures that? are unreal, bud. I mean, are they? Are there filters on these? Uh, I, you know, I enhance what's already there. Yeah. Put it that way. Yeah. I'm just, are there a lot of people? I got phone. It's all taken on iPhone, and I just... I just, I you know, I just, I just boost up the saturation a touch just so you can draw it out. But sure. that's real. It's not like I'm going in and coloring it. You drew all these, didn't you? These are all drawings. Yeah, that's actually all Crayola crayons. These are crayon drawings. I knew it. <laughs> I've been, I freaking knew it. 
You used to do yeah. awesome crayon drawings in uh, high school. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You've gotten better. I took all my tests in crayon. Well, yeah. uh, I got to say that I feel like the first... It uh, went well. The first potty talk to plant medicine uh, segment uh, it went perfect. pretty well. I, I had fun. Did you uh, have fun? I. You talking to me? Yep. I had a great time. Yeah. All right. We did it. I like it. And he's 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 behind us uh, at least an hour. I don't, I don't know. Is, is are you mountain time? Pal? Yeah, he's mountain. You're mountain time. Oh, man. mountain time, baby. Mountain. Yeah, we yeah, got a lot of people luck. in mountain time. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. They're mountains, but there's mountains in play. You know, look. <laughs> Craig, even Craig gets it. Yeah, I get it. Even but I get it. Even Craig, even man. even a, a, a roadside murderer like me. <laughs> <laughs> I love you guys. We love so you too, Makate. We're going to do this every hump day. And so we're building humming. a studio here, pal, because yeah. uh, Jason, like every day we come in here, we lose less of our like video shooting studio and there's, there's more and more, more equipment. And apparently we're looking at a whole control board that's yep. coming in yep. here now. Yep. Yep. Uh, and we're going to, we want this to be a place where uh, freaks like you where we, come in where and we feel make welcome. medicine, where we make medicine for the people. Yes. You know what I listened to on the way to work today? I, I, I I'm not gonna lie. I listened to a little Spongle. I needed the medicine. <laughs> now my medicine music sounds a little different than other people's medicine. Sometimes, you know, uh, I've actually had. That's this is the funny thing here. I've actually had uh, a, a a medicine experience with music that. With 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 the fucking wallflowers, bud. Like I where I was in a spot and a I wallflower know, song I had heard over. come on. I'd heard a trillion times came on as I was in the space one and I, What's that? Not one. It headlight. wasn't one headlight. It was Sixth Avenue Heartache, and it was a really. Oh, yeah. But it was weird though, dude. Like it's like. Well, ha this is a this is a whole conversation for another day because I uh like the you. The medicine is always where you least expect it, right? And I, I've, I, that's something that I've found. And sometimes I've, I've gone in with high hopes for, for a lesson, uh, uh, you know, with plant medicine or something. And it's just what it, what my lesson was there is like, dude, you need to be grounded. You're done with head medicine right now. It's time to work on your heart and body yep. right now. Like that's, you know, that's I, the body thing. Don't yeah. worry about that. Just throw <laughs> that out the fucking deal. That's just a lower yep. half thing. <laughs> It's a lower half thing. Uh, and so, uh, <laughs> but I've, you know, I've had these, I've had these weird medicine moments with songs that I would, that are that I don't, I don't know that that's what their purpose oh, was. Oh, sure. Until you learned that like, sure. oh, actually that's what musicians are feeling. And so totally. I, I, I came to this understanding through a wallflower song about appreciating the Liebenskunst, yeah. right? The art of when... The, the, the moment that when the art is actually made and two collaborating artists, like when that guitar player and the bassist, when they find that groove the first time, they're like, fuck yeah, yeah that's yeah, the one right there. That's the one right there. And being present for that exact moment. Not the whole jam, not the refrain, just the moment when those two artists look at each other in the eyes and like, we just made something. We just, it's, it's creation. It's, it's Genesis, yes. right? Yeah. And, it is. And, yes. and I got that from the goddamn wallflowers, wallflowers bud. <laughs> It can happen anywhere. It's always it's always so weird when you're in you know you're in the middle of ceremony and you're really deep in a vision and the shaman starts playing the wallflowers. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, have Same you ever? But have you ever heard wallflowers with shakapa and like uh, you know and other kind of uh, uh, shakers? And I mean, have yes, you ever who heard hasn't? That? Like, who hasn't heard that version? Who hasn't heard the or medicine beat on the head with some dried plants? No, man. I I think that's I love that I love when you when you have that moment with a song you've heard a million times yes and you like something you hear it differently that one day because your emotional state 
is completely aligned with needing to hear in that way that day. One, two, three, Marlena's. Remember that song? <laughs> No. Live in la vida, Yeah, that's the deal. That was the one. You got to live your life well, crazy. Listen, we, uh, we have a rule around here in Makate. <laughs> we, can't, we can't sing Ricky Martin unless Mike Mike's is here, walking yeah. into the room. We have yeah, a producer. He's always singing he's, it. He's just constantly singing. This is Mike, though, too. Yeah. 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 All right. Makate, thank you so much. We love you, brother. Next Wednesday, we'll see you next Wednesday. Plant Medicine. We'll, uh, oh, we're going to poll the people to see what they want to hear. Maybe we'll have... Uh, a few more pictures from you, uh, not to put you on the spot, but maybe you know, get your uh, get your ass up on a mountain, pal. Hey, can we can we end the show with we- weather joy? What's that? Can we end the show with weather joy? That'd be amazing. That so that song, yeah. And right now, that song's just on Bandcamp. I'll put yeah. it on SoundCloud too. I'll do that today. Um, but it'll be on Spotify oh. and all the places, all the places soon. So, Fuck but yeah, yeah I'd be, be honored if you play that. That's uh. That's that's yeah. Thank you. It's my jam, dude. Uh, I don't. Now, how many people did you have singing on that? So, yeah, I guess we'll do a quick rundown. Yeah. I'm playing that song. I'm I'm, go I'm singing it. the lead, obviously, and I'm playing the piano and I'm playing bass and I'm playing the big cymbal rushes, and I'm also singing in that what? choir moment. What? Um. Yeah. So the choir is me and my friend Tomei, who's amazing. And next week, I'm going to share a song from him that I helped produce. And we do this thing together where we just layer a bunch of our voices. Like, there's probably like 15 layers of me and Tomei. Uh, So that's just two. That's two male voices (laughs) singing that choir. Oh, I thought it was a bunch of girls. I really did. Yeah, isn't that crazy? We're just like, and oh, I added a little bit of like MIDI choir, of like built-in digital choir thing. But that's just like fatten it out. Oh, yeah, dude, the crescendo is is one of my favorite little transitions in, in any song going right now, and it's an easy listen, and we're going to uh, fucking... It's Real a perfect quick, song to have I got on the, the end uh, of the show. I got the picture of the colored rocks that uh, Makate was telling us about. Was able to Red, up yellow, blue, Herfie gold. says, thanks, bro. Thanks, bro. Oh, bro. Oh, that was heaps of fun, bro. Oh, I love you guys. <laughs> Uh, All right, we love you, tits team, on, bro. Tits for miles, tits bro. Tits for miles, bro. Tits for miles, bro. Chicky, <laughs> chicky vibes, eh? <laughs> See you, buddy. We love you. Love you guys. Later. That was awesome. Those rocks are sick. Uh, Makate is awesome. Dude. He is awesome. He's, He's awesome. He's a guy that's living it. L-I-V-I-N. Mm. You know what I mean? All right, so uh, everybody talks about, you know, the pictures. It's very easy to show people the charmed, beautiful uh, life that uh, Makate lives. Now let's hear we can a little keep song it low here. If you want to talk, say, hey, thank you guys. Thank okay. you, Let's do it. We do have sponsors. We love our sponsors. Native Hemp Extract, right here, 1,800 milligrams total cannabinoid goodness. Get it down your gullet. They also have a 1,500 milligram CBG CBD blend. It's unbelievable. You need some CBD flour? You're going to go to nativehempextract.com. You're going to enter HOSO at checkout. You're going to get a significant discount. You're going to feel better because you're going to have high-quality medicine in your medicine cabinet. Bunger and Property Group, eh, they help you buy dream homes. Yep, they do. That's what they do. And what you need to do is call in the middle of the night and talk about what you need uh, when it comes to your dream home. Bono how to grow medicine. 
He grows medicine. He helps you grow medicine. He gets you uh, in a spot where you can be successful growing your growing your own medicine. That's all we could ever want out of a sponsor. And a guy like uh, Adam McChesney from Ms. Marketing, he's just trying to get your brand in front of people that want to use it. We talk about marketing. He is the missing piece of the puzzle to help you market your brand and your uh, uh, organization to get in front of the right people. James Carlton is fantastical. He's beautiful. He's got lovely hazel eyes. His number is 314-961-4800. He offers the best insurance products on the planet. He can even refi your house. You should give him a shout because chances are he's going to save you money. I got a text message on Christmas Eve from my gal Barbara over at James Carlton State Farm. My rates are going down again at the first of the year. They're just making this easier on me. They're making this easier and easier, and I'm trying to figure out ways uh, to keep adding their products because I do feel like I'm going to better provide for my family. I am better providing for my family when I do business with James Carlton State Farm. Spanish Society Outreach, well, what Brian Kessler's been doing is nothing short of uh, amazing, considering where he came from. He used to be a piece of garbage. Now what he does, he's spending his entire adulthood making up for how bad he was as a kid, yep, yep, yep. right? And and all he wants to do is help people that need help. Real people, real people that we know and touch, right? Not some like big organization we don't know where the money's getting funneled out to. Every dollar that you donate goes to somebody and helps them out. I, just, I was crying reading in one of those posts last night. A buddy so of mine when I was a kid who got actually got wedged so hard by my friend's brothers that his underwear ripped and went over his head. One of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. Uh, Jenny was like, that's not funny, that's me. And I was like, you don't understand South City. That was like the, the great. He was honored to have these older brothers rip his underwear over his head. Well, he went and the Vibe Drive helped him. And now he's got a job. He didn't have a job during COVID. And like this whole series of events of just saying how awesome St. Louis and the people were. Sure. Brian's a great example of that. Guys, um, can we turn that thing up? I'll give him a shot of uh, Makate. Uh, a shot of Makate right in the mouth. And uh, this is how we're going to end the show, guys.
It was a major thing, too. And I can't <laughs> believe it. that son <laughs> of a bitch <laughs> forgot it. <laughs> what did he forget at the end of that song? Oh, yeah, that's right. Cowabunga. Oh, that's a show. Oh, man. I love that. Actual I like talent. Yeah. I like friends. Friends with talent really makes our show friends have talent. A lot of friends have talent. We need not so much. <laughs> 